Hey, what's good? What's good? What's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the Road Podcast, presented by DJ City. Let's give a round for DJ City in the hey. building. Um, I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never. Yo, what up? We got DJ D Miles. What's good? What's good? We got Jamie the Great. Yep. And we got one of my favorite DJs who's been a, been around for a minute. She's one of actually one of the first women DJs I remember who was killing it out here in Vegas and mm-hmm. and going on tours and, and going on, you know all over the country. She was on a Red Bull tour. Yep. She was on Master of the Mix. Um, she is the founder and owner of a Camp Spinoff, like teaching little kids how to spin and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to Tina T. What's good? Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Teaching the kids to take our jobs. Yeah. Why, how can they get older? <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> you know, that's what my mom says. She says, you're just teaching your competition. Exactly. I'm like, oh, mom. It's okay. It's good to have you here. Thanks. Where you been at? I've been all over. Yeah? Like, literally, the other side I haven't seen you in Vegas, world. though. You used to do, like, you used to be in Marquee. You did, uh, I mean, when Pure was open, you did Range, 354, Lavo. And then you kind of like, I don't know if you went corporate or, you you know, I don't know what you're doing. Someone said you were like selling houses. <laughs> you're like flipping houses or some shit like that. That, that amongst true? many other things. Yeah. I mean, I came here uh, in 2008, had mm-hmm. been working and saving forever, didn't do anything with it. And the timing was perfect during the crash to invest in real estate. So it was, it's worked out well. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's what Smart. you did. So you would like, you bought low. I wasn't flipping. I was uh, buying trashed houses, remodeling them, and then turning them into long-term rentals. Are you still oh, doing that right now? Mm-hmm. How many good. properties do you have, your mommy asking? Six. Six properties? Oh, good. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Are so they I all mean, homes or like you have a... They're all homes, like okay. four-bedroom homes. Um, you don't want to even rent shit out now. It's, it's You make more money off of Airbnb, right? Well, Airbnb is not legal, so there's kind of... In Vegas is, or just everywhere it's not legal? Uh, some cities are legal, but most are not. Most people just don't realize that. Like, none of the guests Yeah, like, ever I know. never even heard. How is that even possible? The city, like, we're in Vegas, so the resorts are investing a lot of money to shut it down. As mm. you can imagine, they're, they're losing, losing money. money. Yeah. yeah, just the same way that Uber was against the mafia. Because wow. the mafia mm. was running, like, a lot of the taxis. Cabs. Yeah. The mm-hmm. taxi cabs in Vegas. Yeah. So, like, it took... I remember Uber was here in Vegas for, like... Like a month or something, and they got rid of it. And yeah. they got rid of it because yeah. uh, cabs are losing money. No, taxi cab companies or mob dudes were ordering Ubers and then pulling the drivers out and beating the shit out of them. No way. Yeah, <laughs> and that's still happening in other countries, like uh, like Malaysia and Bali. Like they're in a fight with the cab companies, and they'll literally get out of their cars and fight each other at the in the wow. <laughs> airport. <Wow>. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, it's fucking insane. <laughs> Recently, when my friends or family come in town, or just anybody I meet, I'll be like, hey, where are you staying? And Airbnb has been a lot more prevalent <coughs> lately. I know like, mad people do Airbnb. Yeah, they make yeah. a shit ton of money off mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. I mean, they're making like, probably average like anywhere from 90 to 150 a night. Yeah. And then like when EDC comes into town, they charge like 300 yeah. Right, the hotel's oh, gotta yeah. be feeling that, right? But it's kind of worth it if it's a house, huh? It's worth it more if it's a house, a full bedroom house. Three hundred. Great, great DJ talk we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tina, invest your money. What do you, you want to talk about? There's a lot to talk about with you. What do you want? You want to talk about this pyramid scheme? You got you got called <laughs> Camp Spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, you're trying to make it about the kids, but we know you just like you must be making like what <laughs> millions and millions of dollars on the Honestly, side. On the side, and shit. I've never made a penny. It's literally it's like working a full time job, and then I've literally never made a penny. But you know that's not why I do it. Um, and it's not little kids. It's actually. Did you just, she just pulled up in like a Beamer, right? Yeah. She had a Lambo truck. <laughs> They're like, yo, uh, there's a phantom waiting for you guys in the front. Like, what the fuck? Yo, I swear to God, we, I'm not lying. There are group chats where we're talking about <coughs> Camp Spinoff. And we, we think you're like, you're making a shit ton of money. You're balling out of control. Yeah, you're balling out of control. Some people and think you, like me asking for <laughs> donations goes straight into my pocket. Yeah. That's hey. horrible. Why would people think that? I mean, yeah, I it, it happens. People do that. But I know. Not saying you speaking, doing of, it, but speaking <laughs> of donations, did Chris, did Chris Via get paid yet? We don't know. I know. You got to find out. Wait. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I have not heard anything. Did I haven't seen no post. I haven't seen no post. I haven't seen anything. I don't know. Or tweet. Because Twitter's what they were going like. They were talking about that money shit. Conflict just redid his uh, kitchen. And he got a new, <laughs> and he got a new hair, hairdo. <laughs> Yo, conflict, yo, conflict probably hates me right now. Right. Conflict got a new kitchen. He got and, one of those ill the sinks. You don't need to touch the shit. Like you just yeah. wave your hand on the sink. And the water a, just flows. He got out. a Tesla. <laughs> oh, he did get a Tesla. <laughs> oh, shit, for really? <laughs> no, I, was <laughs> I was like, really? Like the new SUV with the doors the, the, that come up? With the butterfly doors? No. Nah. Nah, I'm just playing. We're man. just joking around. Sure, That's the conflict. I'm sure, I'm sure Chris Pierre <laughs> got paid. But back to so. stealing money from people. So like back all right, so you, I mean, you obviously love kids, right? Yeah, I do. So you, you were telling me earlier that you, you're a foster parent? Yeah, I well, became a foster parent in 2016. What is that? How do you, how do, you do that? Uh, you start by just going to your local city website, and there's info sessions every week. So you start there, and then you go through um, eight weeks of parenting classes. Uh, that are these three-hour classes, and then you go through background checks and fingerprinting and friend referrals and home inspections and all that. So the whole process, that when I did it before, it took me about a year. Yeah. And then this time, I just reopened my license again, and they've shortened it to like two and a half months. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you had the kid for a year? No, I had four kids mm-hmm. over the course of a year, one at a time. Okay. And this was actually when I was still... DJing, like I had to obviously do a little bit less of the out-of-town gigs, but I was DJing in town. It was the first time I ever found myself at a gig at one, in, one two in the morning where they said, can you stay an extra hour? And I like had this moment where I was like, my babysitter's leaving <laughs> in 20 minutes. <laughs> like you hear about it, <laughs> but I was like, I can't, my babysitter won't stay past two. Yeah. And then I was like, and obviously I never got booked there again. Really? I, I mean, it's, it must be hard. Like, well, it's especially hard when you're like a single mom. Cause I don't, yeah. I had, to, babysitters are expensive. Yeah. Like a couple hundred dollars. That's crazy. A night? Well, when you're out, you know, you're out from like 9.30 p.m. to 2 a.m. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I there's, have single, a, there's some single, are there single mothers DJing out there? I don't think, to, I don't that know. I really, I'm trying to think. I have a new them. respect for single moms, for sure. Especially are. if they're working full time during the day. You know, I have a flexible schedule, so I made it work. Yeah. But it's hard. Really so wait, you didn't have all four at once, right? No, I had one at a time. I was Pause. licensed for girls ages six uh, to <laughs> up to eighteen. Throw my children here, I know, I, know. Please. I just hear all four at once, and yes, uh, my mind goes in the. Yes. Well, how does that work? Like you have them for a couple of months, and then what's the next step for the for the child? Well, you never know how long you're going to have them because yeah. it depends. Like the court could say you're going home today, or the judge could say your parents are going to jail, and so <gasps> you, there's just no way of knowing. Uh, the longest placement I had was a seventeen-year-old girl, and I had her for six months wow wow 
And we're still friends. Like oh, she good. just turned twenty one. I took her out for her birthday and oh, took shit. her to Blue Martini and hey. Hey, listen. had martini. <laughs> you went on a Thursday with the hookah. Yo. <laughs> Thursday, yo, Thursdays at Blue Martini. Yo, we all went yo. to Thursdays at Yo, speaking of Blue Martini on Thursdays. Yo, I've been telling you. We've shout been, out to we've Jason, been Exile, Tommy Lynn. I gotta say yo. that's the best that part. Key. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The and then they do the hip hop on the yo, patio. Yo, I think oh. that's the best party in Vegas Arsky. right now. On Thursday, I think so, people yeah. are sleeping. Yo, never. Yeah. You even think so? I think so. Yeah. Yo, out so outdoors they got the um, Tommy Lynn doing the hip hop. Tommy Lynn doing hip hop. And Arsky doing Shut the MC up. work. Pause. Tommy Lynn looks like the Asian dude. Well, they I have an know. ongoing joke amongst each other, and they call him uh, the substitute teacher. Because he dresses like a substitute teacher. Yeah, he looks teacher. like a substitute teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the ongoing joke for Tommy Lynn. Yeah, but that party's, yo. But he gets, want, he gets a cracking. Yeah, he gets, he, was, he was doing his thing. And then the main room, they got Latin. Yeah. yeah. And Exile be doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And they got, like, this dude who does Congos. Gil. Gil Barber. Gil, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm telling you, that party, I would if you haven't gone to that Thursday at uh, like, Blue listen, Martini in Vegas. Free parking. Yo, it was like 4 o'clock. It was, it was still busy. And they closed. And I was like, and crooked, I haven't like, seen When's that. the last time we've been out? At a Vegas I club, yeah, I haven't been to a morning. Vegas club where at four o'clock it was still packed. Yeah, yeah. And it could have kept going. You get yeah. the hookah mm-hmm. going at, for twenty five bucks. This was amazing. That hookah know, creeps man. up on you. Y'all motherfuckers, y'all motherfuckers on the strip doing something wrong, yo. Yeah, they I'll tell that. <laughs> I'm telling you right that now, that shit is packed out, and the, the line goes all the way to the AMC theater. Sometimes. Anyway, I don't want to suck those guys' dicks too much, but okay. like, big shout out to those guys. <laughs> they doing their thing. That like that party is fucking dope. Yeah. Um, but back yeah. So you took your. Daughter, <laughs> I don't know what to call foster. her. Is it foster, foster kid? bouncing from subjects—it's just funny. <laughs> I know. Uh, she was my yeah. I had her when she was seventeen. She turned eighteen. I with had her me. when she was seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's weird. All right, why? Why do? Why do you want to do this? Well, I'm always just looking for ways to make my life more difficult. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> is that what really is? No. Uh, I have this. Okay, I was like, we all have a bucket list, right? Um, and on my bucket list is I want to experience being a parent. I don't think I necessarily need it to like come from my body, but I also have zero control over meeting the right person or when I'll have kids. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was just kind of like my life hack to having kids. Like I can do it now. Yeah. Mm. Is there also a fear to have your own kid? So you were like, let me try it out this way. See how it works. Not a fear of parenting a kid. It's more of a, for me personally, it's like, and I think there's a term for this where you have a fear of giving birth. Like, yeah. can you imagine? Pushing out like a watermelon size, from, it just oh. freaks me out to think about it. I don't think all babies are watermelon size. I'm just like most. You were definitely. Like I was watermelon a watermelon size. size. <laughs> I was. De- I was gonna say that, <laughs> but I don't think that everybody comes out like me, Tina. You'll be okay. I don't know. I don't think it uh, requires you know to be a mom to be a parent. I don't think it has to come from me. So you yeah. don't want to go through that whole process of carrying a kid for nine months. Mm, I mean, I'm okay without it. Now that I think about it, I don't even think I know any female or women DJs that have kids. I do. I do. Yeah. I, do. I, do. I do. Not know. many. I don't know any. Yeah. What's it? Uh, that shorty Wendy? Yeah. I forgot the her name. Wendy Cakes? Wendy Cakes. Oh, I don't think I know. Wait. She was like a go-go dancer in San Diego at Stingery. Yeah. Uh, and then she started DJing. Yeah. She got like three kids now. She's still she got three kids? Yeah. God damn. I know she still DJs. <laughs> yeah. Like does corporate shit. But, uh, all right, so... I was thinking you did it because it was like your love of kids. No. <laughs> She's like, it's a bucket list. <laughs> no, she has love for kids. Come on, guys. Just I do love kids, but it's not usually the first thing. Like when I started the summer camp, it was more the love of DJing, the love of summer camp, and then kids were like the default. 
Like yeah. originally it started as, you know, when they have those DJ conferences for the radio. Cause I think I was talking to DJ Revolution and he was on the radio and they pay to send them to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And then they like spoil them with hookers and performances and they, all that, you know? So oh, I was like, cool wow, that'd be that. so cool if they did something like that. But at a summer camp. Yeah. But no hookers. Yeah. Okay, good. But like an adult, you know, and then I thought, that sounds like and I thought, well, that will, won't be fun because it'll just be like a shit show of people drinking and, you know, mm-hmm. turn into like a festival. So then I thought, well, maybe we make it a kid's summer camp and it just kind of evolved into teaching that next generation. So did you do the foster shit before the camp spinoff? After. After. Mm-hmm. I started camp spinoff in 2010. In 2010? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a I didn't minute. know it had been yeah. that long. Yeah. I, yeah, I knew it was a while from now. So what made you, you, so you didn't know shit about kids, but you wanted to do this? Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a quick question. <laughs> what, how do you, walk us through, you pick up the kid, what's the icebreaker, what I'm do you take It doesn't even sound, doesn't even make I, sense. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, what do you, yeah, like, what do you do? Like, you take them, to, I don't know, McDonald's, or you take them to dinner, what do you like to, I, that's McDonald's is the icebreaker? I Tina don't T, know. Let us explain <laughs> Explain <something>. to us. <laughs> I'm realizing, yes, welcome to my weird world. No, it it's not weird. weird, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> so, um. When you pick up the kids, they actually show up with Okay, what do you pick them up at? Like There's court? this place downtown okay. in Las Vegas called Child Haven, mm-hmm. but okay. it's like institutionalized living. Wait, There's we're talking about spinoff? Or what no, we're talking, no about we're talking about the foster, foster kids. Foster. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bouncing around. Okay. Get it together here, Cricket Fine. <laughs> okay, we're talking about foster care. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, I get a call from someone at placement, and they're like, hey, we have this awesome 10-year-old girl, and she needs a home. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you make sounds- it sound like Uber. <laughs> Well, their pla- placement workers are like used car salesmen. Okay. That's their job. They're like, we see you're only licensed for one, but we have a sibling group of three. We can change your li-. You know, they're like that. So I'm like, cool, I'll come down there. Go down to Child Haven, which is actually double, double barbed wire like a prison. It's, wow. It's okay. actually like now illegal. So anyways, I'll wow. get to that later. But go down there, meet the kid, pick them up. So they leave with literally a garbage bag. Because they don't have anything. So the first thing you do when you bring a kid home is we go to Target or Walmart. We get underwear, socks. They don't have anything. So shopping spree off the grip. School supplies, all that stuff. That's like step number one. Um, And Uh the kids are cool. Yeah, there was one time where a girl cried the whole way in the car. And it didn't, the ice didn't break. We went, got all the clothes and everything. And then when we came home, my two dogs, she was sitting on the couch. And she did not break a smile once. I felt so bad. My dogs jumped up on her, and she immediately starts this huge smile, laughing, playing with the dogs, and then it was broken, and we were good. So, okay. so you never meet them before that moment? like. No, you me. pretty much have to agree to it. When you yeah. go down there, you're going, because they don't want you shopping for kids, and you right. don't want to meet a yeah. kid and leave without them, because then they feel like, what did they do wrong? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I still don't understand why you're doing this. <laughs> It's she no. wanted to be a parent, and uh, but not necessarily do it by her, like have herself. She just wanted yeah. to, you know, experience the. Parent. I, I don't. I don't. He's I don't still understand. not getting. I don't get it. <laughs> no, here's the thing. I don't get. I thought that when you have, get a foster kid, that you take care of it from the from young age until like they're oh. like adults and ready to yeah. leave the house. So the goal of a foster parent is to reunite the kids with their biological family as long as it's safe. Oh, okay. So you do have to give them back to sometimes a family uh, that you might not agree with, but you also really have to not judge. So you really can't get attached to the yeah. kids. Mm. You're like purgatory. Pretty much. Yeah. Right? That is the hard part because they do go home, but that's fostering. I'm not adopting. Oh, adopting oh, is okay. like where you want to keep the yeah. kid forever. Fostering mm-hmm. is, I, I literally just want their foster, their experience in foster care to not be traumatizing. They can look back and be like, yeah, I was in foster care, but 
I met Miss Tina and she's this cool DJ and we got to have fun. Like that's the way I want them to look at their experience. And a lot of kids have really horrible stories from foster care. So yeah. if I can be that one like good thing, then that's kind of yeah. why I do that's it. Cool. That's cool. Like, that's crazy. That's amazing. Do yeah. you agree with not being able to meet the kids beforehand? Well, I ask a lot of questions. Yeah. I have a list of questions. I ask what kind of medications they're taking. Based on that, I, I know what kinds of... Oh, like you behavioral know. and kind of like based off their medication. Yeah, and I can say, do they have any violence against animals? Like, but it's funny because my whole checklist, I kind of went out the window because I said I don't want um, kids with like suicide attempts. I uh -huh. don't, I don't want kids on manic, you know, manic depressives. Um, manic depressives is fine, but there's certain drugs where like they might be standing over your bed at night with a knife, you know, like like that kind of drugs. I look out for like schizophrenia, some things. But then later, you know, I got into teenagers and there's they came with all of that yeah. and so i was like all right just bring it what is the main thing that you've noticed that's been a pattern in and with all of these kids like with their parent situation and well yeah. i learned a lot about the cycle of poverty yeah uh, mm. because we hear about it on the news but i don't know if i never grew up <coughs> in that kind of cycle and i didn't really understand and i still don't understand how we can break it but i do mm. understand that it goes really really deep and it's psychological and it's not just like here, we'll give you a scholarship to college. We'll break the cycle of poverty. No, it, it's really mentally deep. And, and it gets passed raised. down generation to generation to generation. Yes. Right. So most of the kids I've been around, it, it breaking that pattern just seems, I don't know, still, still in the middle of it. I'm about mm -hmm. to start taking more placements, and I'm sure I'll learn. And that's the fun thing is I just learn a ton. And it's, it's cool to do something that's not, you know, as DJs, we do everything. We market ourselves. We're promo. We're constantly about us. Yeah. So it's kind of nice to just have something where like you literally can't focus on anything but this little human yeah. that you're responsible for their life. And I guarantee if any of you guys had some, you know, a kid placed in your home and you're responsible for them, you would stand up to the challenge for sure. You can't not. I mean, yeah, you have no choice. Yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to adopt, actually. I yeah. never thought about fostering. <laughs> I, Why is that funny? I don't know. <laughs> Well, I really yeah, like being able to talk pay, about I can't it picture being because Jesus. I, I think a lot of people don't think they could do it. And I like to think that, hey, if I can do it, yeah. you guys can all definitely do it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't mean, know. You can't see me adopting a kid. Uh, I could. I don't. I mean, I, I just have a lot of shit going on. But that's yeah. why I'm just wondering why. I think Kirk will be I'm wondering, like, do you want your own kids, though? Or you don't like the process of the whole pregnancy process? Um, no, it's not that. I just don't have any control over meeting the right person. So mm. if I don't meet the right person, I'm not going to have kids on my own. And I might, who knows when I could meet the right person. So I just don't right. want to wait until I'm. Not get the experiences. You know. Yeah. So I definitely had to sacrifice things. I told my manager, I can only go out of town one weekend a month. And, you know, that was it. So for that year, I just, but when I had my teenager, she would travel with me to gigs. I put oh. her on my Southwest companion pass. Mm -hmm. She was in the lounges. She was loving it. And she would just like watch movies in the hotel room. I mean, what teenager doesn't love that? And just, that's cool. Call room service. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that bet was crazy. I bet. <laughs> I would like that. pizza that and ice cream. <laughs> that sounds incredible. Was there one, uh, like kid that you got that had a story that like just fucked you up in the head? Yeah. Do you want to share that or no? Um, yeah, I can really, let me, broadly. So, uh, well, I had a girl that had multiple sexual abuse from different men. and Like when in her family and shit? Or people just that her mom would date. Wow. Her okay. mom had a really bad pattern of dating these men that would come yeah. in and abuse all of her kids. 
Um, so it didn't become real or emotional until one night we're in the kitchen eating dinner and she just lays it all out of wow. details mm -hmm. of everything that happened. Mm -hmm. And it was the hardest thing I think I've ever had to do to like not cry and keep a straight face so that she didn't see me like freaking out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but when she went to bed that night, I just like broke down. Wow. I had to call her therapist and like figure out like, okay, how do you, that, that just made it like a whole new level. Cause now you're like, I need to protect this girl, you know? And then her mm -hmm. dad wanted to like come, there was all kinds of drama, but that was like very significant for me. How old was she? She was only 10. She's only 10? God damn. damn. Jesus Christ. The stories of the kids, honestly, I watch a lot of really messed up movies. It's uh -huh. like, and these stories of kids in Childhaven, I could never even think up. It's so crazy. Wow. Yeah. It's damn. sad that our reality is actually much, much worse than movies. Jesus damn. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, I encourage everybody there. to look into it. Yeah. There's Sorry, a huge, Damn, there's okay. a huge, huge need out there, and I just like really want to encourage other people to look into it. Don't be afraid. DJs are too selfish to do that shit. <laughs> I don't, I don't think they're too huh? selfish. No, no, I don't think, I think yeah. to not travel to get that travel money and then and then turn down gigs. I mean, to take care of it's a for foster kid. or it depends. It, you know, I'd be how a, long. Look, I would love to be a foster kid. <laughs> I mean, I'm a foster parent, yeah. but I'm just saying it's I'm a lot of I'm kind of your foster child. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> when is my two months yes, old? <laughs> my two you, months you, in for the, you in it for the long run, man. <laughs> it's been like a year now. Jesus. But that's kind of my gripe a little bit about DJing is that we do sacrifice everything. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. sacrifice having a personal life. We sacrifice time with friends and family, relationships, just regular things. We sacrifice everything to do that road, grind, yeah. hustle. And so But it's not that bad. It's not like we're coal mining or anything, you know? <laughs> no, it could always be worse. <laughs> I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's worse shit to do out there. No, I, I mean, it's a great life, which is why we do it for so long and don't even, like, think twice about it. But when you step back and reflect on it, it's kind of like, yeah, I haven't really pursued anything for me personally and mm. my personal life outside of DJing for over 10 years. So yeah. when you started Camp Spinoff, right, and uh, obviously you, you did the foster care thing in like 2016, mm -hmm. did, did you, when you, after six years of doing Camp Spinoff, did you feel inside like, uh, like you were just curious about yourself and how you would be as a parent and you just wanted to do this? I'm, just, I'm still trying to like put together the pieces. Here's what I think you're trying to get at. Yeah. Okay, so I was fostering a dog. Okay. <laughs> this yeah. is actually what led to it. I was fostering a dog for the Animal Foundation. I had this dog for like eight months. Nobody wanted this dog. So when I eventually found him a home, it felt so great. He has this amazing family. And I thought to myself, <coughs> if I just spent eight months of time and energy into a dog, then, um, you know, why don't I step it up? to humans there's humans i <laughs> like i value human life more and yeah. there's a huge need and so then uh that kind of like led into that curiosity of like if yeah. i have the patience and the willingness to do this with a dog then i think that i might be able to actually <laughs> yeah and then it just became a challenge like well is the city actually going to give me a kid a dj at the time i had dreadlocks <laughs> like it just didn't seem like on paper they would even you had dreadlocks i had dreadlocks for two I years i remember that two i remember years, when she had dreads yeah. They got yeah. so long yeah. and heavy that I just couldn't hang anymore. And then you just chopped it all off. I Tina, remember. that must have been a weird time. You had dreadlocks. 
It worked what? for her though. No, Whenever I don't when a white, remember this. When a white person has dreadlocks, this, that's a weird time. No? I mean, I did, I did them. Uh, <laughs> I did them naturally, though. I was really but big on wanting them to be natural. So, but you met you're Asian also, right? Hmm? I'm yeah. half Chinese, half Ch- which makes it even harder for my hair to dread. But <laughs> what do you have to? You gotta put. Uh, you just gotta like not. I don't know. How no, there's the an oil. There's a paste you have to oh, put like in there. You don't beeswax, have to. Yeah. No, I didn't use that. I didn't use anything. I you just didn't wash your hair. No, I took pieces and I and I like backcombed it and I knotted it all up and then it in my palms so like palm rolled it and then i just waited it just take over time i mean even dogs can have dreadlocks over yeah. time if uh-huh. your hair's knotted it'll tighten mm-hmm. um, and you can do it naturally so do you sleep with your dogs mm-hmm. did the dog's hair get twisted into your dreadlocks no no it's not a fucking poison ivy <laughs> no because <laughs> there was there was a son, come on there was a chick that i knew that had dreadlocks and she had mad cats and then the cat hair got it, like mixed into her dreadlocks, That's and I'm weird. allergic to cats. Yeah. So every time her dreadlocks would touch me, I would break out. Almost dying. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what time. I was just wondering. Tough time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought it was weird with the dreadlocks. It's a weird thing. Uh, so, all right. So, well, I mean, you got a big heart. I mean, you're doing this shit. Yeah. But I get a lot out of it. I guess you were talking about like why do you, why 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 and like I do get something out of it. I really feel like when you're doing stuff for others without expectations yeah that's the key because mm-hmm. some people are like oh i'm gonna do this and do that because it's gonna come back to me or i you know they volunteer for the wrong reasons but when you're genuinely doing things for other people without expectations it can benefit you a lot yeah, yeah. in ways yeah, that you just don't yeah. think about but it kind of all comes around yeah i mean it's um, big heart i it's definitely i just didn't expect that from you know, a money launderer like yourself who started this <laughs> camp spinoff thing. The pyramid. I want to talk about camp spinoff uh, a little bit more, but I do want to talk about you as a DJ. Uh, you coming up. I remember you coming up uh, with AM and uh, Stevie Oki at their, uh, what was their Sunday party? Banana Split. Banana, Banana yeah. Split, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think you were like, I mean, you were kind of like AM's little protege. You kind of looked at him as a mentor a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. And you used to do that party mm-hmm. with uh, D Mike B, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And fashion would be there every so mm-hmm. often. That was a great era. That, that was, was a great like, time, right? That was like the Studio 54 of our time. Nice yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to put it that way. That's not, that's not, so I mean, tell us about that. Because I we were looking in your bio, you're from Seattle. Mm-hmm. You made your way to LA. You end up working at uh, BPM Magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, how, I guess, how you linked up with Stevie Oki and AM. Mm-hmm. And you were DJing. Were you DJing in LA? or? Yeah. So I started DJing when I was 15 in high school. And then mm-hmm. when I got left to college, I DJed all through college. But I was just a turntablist. So I started out on the battle scene. When I got to college, I literally had one turntable on a shelf above the other because there was no room. And then I was cutting, and someone, a DJ had walked by my dorm room and heard me scratching and knocked on the door. Mm-hmm. He's like, you can cut really well, but can you mix? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's so, mixing? Yeah. So he, college in, there in, was uh, like a club, not a nightclub, but like a school club, yeah. for like a DJ club. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you yeah. should come do it. It's like an open turntables DJ club. And I'm like, sweet. And then I just train wrecked. And it was like people in the back doing homework, and they hear like a, like everyone just looks up at me and it was mortifying so it, it encouraged me to start learning how to mix then so wait I, you learned to scratch at first. 15 like 15 right yeah what wanted you what made you want to be a dj so my sister would bring me to her friend's house i was like the tag along because i didn't have my driver's license your and older sister yeah older sister we go to a friend's house he's got turntables set up 
And I'm like, oh, what's this? You know? And mm-hmm. he's like, here, I'll show you how to turn it on. Here's a crate of records. Have fun. And then they would just ditch me and go smoke pot or whatever they did. Yeah. But I was like, perfect. Now I have something to do. So every, I went there every day and started just messing around. And um, he's, his cousin was DJ Tecumseh back in the day in Seattle. He was a battle DJ. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to take you to see my cousin. So he brought me to a DJ battle. And then I was like, what? Mm. I didn't know there was a culture. I didn't know there was a scene or a co- competitions or anything. And then met some of the DJs at the battle. They invited me to come practice and never stopped. So then I started entering battles, went to college, started learning how to mix. There was a club DJ that I started kind of following around. And he'd be in the DJ booth and he'd say, see that, see that group of girls back there? I'm going to play this song and make them to come to the front. And this group of white people, they're going to go to the bar. And then he would do it and everything would happen. So yeah. I started learning how to uh, work rooms. What song was that? <laughs> <laughs> I do remember the first song I played, though, that got the whole crowd to bum rush the dance floor. It was mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige, Family Affair. Mm-hmm. Big record. 2002. One. One. No hateration. Did you go to college in Seattle as well? <laughs> I went to Washington State University. Uh, upstate. But that first feeling of seeing, you know, that feeling of, I don't know if you guys remember that first song where everyone like freaked oh, out. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's like, I and mean, that was like a drug. So then it just became a mission to find songs that had, to you keep know, doing of course, it's yeah. trial and error. Like, this one's not working that. And it's different yeah. every night. So it was that, that um, puzzle just never ends. So. Which, which aspect do you enjoy now, you know, after all this time? Do you like the cutting or do you like the actual party rocking? I love the party rocking more, I guess, because it's interactive. It's just more. like the energy and it's a party. That battles are so tense, you know? There's no mm-hmm. dancing. There's just spotlights, judges, three, two, one. And then you do the routine you've been practicing for months in your bedroom by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's like... <laughs> Sounds sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fun. I actually just went to the DMC here in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, on yeah, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was cool. Were you, you guys went? Well, no, we, no, didn't, we didn't make it. <laughs> we should have won, but why? We're, we're like tired and shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had a long week we promoting long week. and working on this uh, YouTube that you can finally find all these episodes on. What a what a segue. It would have been <laughs> such a good topic because DMC is not what it used to be. Yeah. DMC back in the day when I first started was like, oh my god, DMC, you buy the tape. Like the holy grail, right? Yeah, and so uh, it was disappointing. I mean, I still love that they're keeping it alive. Why was it disappointing? Just the level of talent wasn't there. Really? Wasn't, no. Was there any familiar names? The scene in general is, the turntable scene and the battle scene has just died off. So there aren't as many. I think it's become more. Well, you have Red Bull 3 style and you have these other battles, but that's not the same as DMC. Yeah, I just think that maybe the brand of DMC has gone down a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I haven't really figured out why. I just kind of noticed it. and maybe there'll be like a revival. Maybe that'll come back, you know. I think just the emergence of three style kind of just took over that lane, right? Because people, I think a lot of the battle DJs that maybe were doing DMC are now doing these. Because Red Bull three style is more of a party rock and yeah. creativity battle set. DMC mm-hmm. is just straight technicalities. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, maybe just needs a rebranding. So three style is much more fun for people to come watch. But if mm-hmm. you don't know anything about DJing and you watch the DMC, it's it's much harder. They just need free. a new face, though. If they had, like, Jazzy Jeff or someone big, like, you know, hosting or, like, creating or, like, re, you know, curating 
the competition it could it could be out there dmc yeah. is like the myspace and then <laughs> facebook came which was three style and then everyone just jumped on that and it's huge now and it's like how do you rebrand like remember myspace tried to rebrand and it was just like yeah I remember. yeah that was a while yeah. i mean dmc <laughs> like, they they picked all the right people in vegas to make it happen they had presto one hosting yeah shout to presto yeah. yeah he did a great job spare was playing the perfect oh, vibe shout to spare yeah kiddo money was name. there working on it too but so they were like hosting they weren't competing right they weren't competing yeah. i mean they sh if they did it would have been better but <laughs> jesus so <the> christ <laughs> they have all Yo, the right christian did you know about this competition christians are intern yeah you didn't want to do it why didn't He's you a force DJ them to also. go uh, a lot of people told me to do it yeah but i was like i'm into three Oh, you see, oh, you too, too good for DMC. It's too good. Wow, I, I, think, like, wow. I think DMC <laughs> like that. It's like that. Chris, smart man. His reaction makes me think that I think DMC might be kind of intimidating for people. No, because it is like this. Is other it intimidating? No. Maybe because like I'm still learning my scratches and stuff, but like I don't think I just like. Just be honest. It's not I, cool. I, I, didn't, I didn't think like it would. It's not cool. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. I didn't think it would benefit me like that. I don't think someone's gonna like hire me for like scratching shit. Yeah. Honestly. And that's the thing is there's not really I don't wanna be like, well, I only now don't do it because the money's not there, but the money's definitely you mm -hmm. do it I did it because it was fun forever, you know. But, but, it was like but a, then like, when I started doing clubs and making money, I didn't have time to sit in my bedroom and work on these scratch routines that produce yeah. zero. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that was so like a badge of honor. What you won the DMC was a badge of honor back in the day, and that was the oh mm -hmm. shit. You went like you know you praise people like that. Did Wait. you win the DMC? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Did you ever try the Red Bull at all? I did a showcase for the Red Bull Three Style, and I judged a Red Bull Three Style, <coughs> but I didn't enter. You mm. judged the which Red Arizona Bull Arizona. I can't remember which year it was, but Chris Villa. Was in Via? It. Via. Via. Sorry. The two L's are silent. <laughs> They're not <laughs> silent. They're Via. 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 It becomes Via. a Y. But yeah. <laughs> it does become a Y. <laughs> he just looked at me like, really? Yes. Well, you so you had Chris Via. Did yeah. he win? No. He was like second. You voted against him? No, he was dope. He's okay. a great DJ. He's yeah. an amazing DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the winner of the competition? I can't remember. remember. All right, so you were working at BPM Magazine. Yes. What were you doing there? I was a marketing assistant. So I went to college for marketing. I was in uh, LA for probably a year before I got that job. I was working at the Bungalow Club on Melrose as like an event person. Because I moved there and I didn't really have anything or know anyone. But I knew that if I just got there straight out of college, I would could like network and eventually meet people. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I found myself doing like karaoke nights on Craigslist where I'd like bring all my equipment just to like, I felt like if, if I could just have people see me, then So you, know? you went to LA with no gigs at all. You was just yeah. like something you wanted to do. I just Cold packed turkey. up my Subaru Outback. Uh -huh. wow. <laughs> it was like full <laughs> of equipment with very little of my actual stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I crashed on a friend's couch for a while because I didn't know where I was going to really live. Mm -hmm. um, and then my real first break was I heard BPM was hiring and yeah. then I was like, but I had all the skills cause they were doing a lot of parties and I'm like, yeah, I DJ so I can help uh, look great. at people's mm -hmm. tech writers. I can help yeah. do setup, sound check, all that stuff. Got it. Mm -hmm. And then Matt Cullen was my boss, great mm -hmm. boss. And then one day I was in the office and I heard AM's voice cause he has a very deep distinguishable voice. Yeah. And I like popped up in my cubicle and he's in my office, my boss's office. So I just start pacing back and forth 
in front of like the door (laughs) 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 until they finally my boss finally is like hey tina have you met have you met am and i'm like no hi (laughs) um and then uh he was like yeah tina scratches and djs and then he invited me to come do banana split Wow. To DJ or just to come through? To DJ. Wow. Without, without yeah. even hearing you, huh? He just uh, I think he might have heard me at some point. I don't remember where yeah. or when. And then I met Steve, uh, Steve Aoki, and he's like, do you want to come over and teach me some scratches? And I'm like, sure, no problem. Wow. Yeah. So There was a rumor going on about BPM Magazine. <coughs> What's that? That you could like literally pay to get your face on the cover. Oh, because they were talking of, I mean I'm anyone can buy an ad no I'm saying no, like, the to cover, cover, to get the cover, the cover like the you could just pay for the cover I don't know about that because uh, there was a lot of shit going on when Stevie Oki made the front cover of BPM magazine do you remember that I remember when he was on it and Mickey Avalon was on it at that time too yeah oh shit Mickey Avalon <laughs> and I remember I don't know if this is bad to say it's been so long ago but I remember he got really mad because they had like uh, photoshopped some of his scars and things on his body because he was shirtless on the cover mm-hmm. and he got like super pissed about that who Steve Aoki no no, Mickey, no Avalon. Mickey Avalon oh Mickey Avalon <laughs> he had that song my dick right yeah, yeah. pause <laughs> it's like dyslexic speed readers is his crew <laughs> <laughs> that's Jane Fonda no. oh no no you're right that's yeah, yeah. No. they oh kind of have a similar Jane beat Fonda. right kinda. huh they have a similar beat the Jane Fonda yeah yeah but you, I mean, you remember that, right? When everyone was like, "What the hell is Stevie Oki doing on the cover?" It just came out of nowhere. It was. If you think back, though, it was so on point because he was. I think it was like the poster boy of hipster, something like that. Is it electronic. Or? Yeah. yeah, he was like the. And it, I mean, what if year was we this? Think back. He really was like leading that movement. Yeah. So it was probably two thousand seven around there. Mm-hmm. A lot of DJs were like pissed off though. Yeah. A lot of DJs back then really didn't like Steve, and I remember because course this is like my new friend and i think he's cool and then all my dj friends would just talk shit right it's kind of hating like, on him right but i'm like you know what it's when someone's humble he didn't think he was the best he didn't even pretend or act like he knew anything he was very humble and wanted to learn so mm-hmm. i personally just don't really hate on someone who is coming from a genuine place of wanting to learn mm-hmm. and now everybody's like all about him i'm like you hated him back then really <laughs> now nobody talks shit at all no i always thought he was a nice dude man he is yeah and he doesn't claim to be the he definitely never claims to be like the best or the most technical or the best dj he's just doing his thing so mm-hmm. i think his label was definitely pushing out a bunch of like dimmock yeah mm-hmm. they were doing a bunch of their dope shit a lot of the artists that yeah. he had on that label and mm-hmm. stuff like that he's a really smart businessman yeah um and then you kind of made your way from L.A. to Vegas, right? Yeah, so at that time... But, but before, I, I, before we get into that, I want to talk about Banana Split and you DJing there. What was it like? So you would open up? How, how would it be? Uh, I played there a few times. I think one time I opened, but DJ Am and I have the same birthday. So know. we both um, played together on our birthday, which was probably like my best night that I've had. Because this is like 100% my idol. Yeah. I'm going to DJ with my idol on our birthday. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just didn't get better. Well, isn't, isn't his birthday coming up soon? March 31st? Yeah. <laughs> same with A-Track. He has the same birthday as well. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, you'd have, like, Paris Hilton jumping on the tables, dancing, and Lindsay Lohan doing coke in the bathrooms. It was literally, like, the studio, <laughs> allegedly, the allegedly. studio 54 of our time. Like, it was, uh, you know, it was like the first time I felt like I could walk into, because when I moved to LA, I didn't know anyone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, I can't wait 
for the day that I can walk into a club and actually like know people. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. going into the cafeteria at lunch and you're like sit alone because you don't know anyone. Yeah. So Banana Split was the first time I felt like I could walk in, the door guy gives me like, hey, what's up, Tina? And then I walk in and like, you know everyone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everyone went there, felt the same way. Yeah. What year was this, um, Banana Split? Probably the same time, 2017. Seven. Seven. Sorry. <laughs> I've been saying 2017 <laughs> the whole time. 2007. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That many years go by that fast. Wow. Um, Were you there every Sunday or how did that work? Pretty much. I lived right down the street. So, I mean, we like lived for Sunday nights during that time. I think you were telling me one story, it could have been you, where you were doing your thing, but then AM at the end of the night was like, yo, like you killed that shit. Or, and it just made you say like, I'm ready to no. do bigger rooms or something like that? That wasn't me. That wasn't you? We never talk, I never see you. You told me that <laughs> once, but something, I remember hearing that from you. I mean, he definitely would give me props. Yeah? But, um. I thought that led for you to like be like, oh, I want to go to Vegas. No, what led me to go to Vegas was um, at that. T- it was a funny because St- DJ Steve Wonder just crashed with me. It was mm-hmm. like back in the day because when we were in LA, he, he just um, crashed with you recently. Yeah, okay. like he just left yesterday. He was do- here doing uh, on the record and Alibi. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, at that time, we're all in LA. It was like Spider, Steve Wonder, and I were always going. Or, you know, we always go to AM's shows and do everything together. Yeah, and shout out to Steve Wonder. I haven't, I haven't, oh, yeah. I haven't seen Steve in a minute. minute. Yeah, he's doing a lot in Vegas now. I know he's, he's doing the, more. He wants to move out here. He's in the living room at uh, on the record a lot. Oh, he has to check in with us before he moves out here. Yeah, uh, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If Nothing can, goes down until we say. <laughs> so. I don't know if we can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can approve <laughs> I don't know if we can approve Steve, Steve Wonder's Why is application Why? I don't know if I want to see him uh, Every week no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking through Whole Foods And I see Steve Wonder Steve I don't want to see that shit What are you doing in my town? <laughs> just because of stand up at Whole Foods? <laughs> I just don't want to see Yeah, I, don't, I just don't want to see his ass No, but go ahead So, uh <laughs> I think you were actually DJing at Jet the same time, and Steve, uh, I think Spider first started getting auditions in Vegas, and then Steve got an audition at Jet. This is when they were actually putting DJs into these, like, year-long contracts. Yeah. So it was the goal, and so I went with Steve for his audition, just to go support, Mm -hmm. and then uh, he got it, and then when we were going back to LA, I just started thinking in my mind, like, this is... Like, I want to get that Vegas residency. It became the goal. And I, I didn't feel like it was going to come to me the same way that it did to, like, Spider and Steve while they were in L.A. I felt like I had to go there mm-hmm. and make it happen. Yeah, Steve, Steve Wonder started wearing, like, dress shirts and shit when he DJed <laughs> out here in Vegas. <laughs> like, yeah, dudes, I mean, that dude's like a fucking streetwear dude. But what if the yeah. club makes you though? No, I didn't make him. He just was like, "Yo, I gotta." He's like, in Vegas. Was, Vegas. I gotta Vegas it up, and he started wearing like cufflinks and like dress like dress shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and was he wearing hard bottoms? Huh? Hard bottoms or not? Hard bottoms, you probably. I don't know. It was. I thought it was like. <laughs> I remember we used to see this motherfucker like. He used to wear like what he used to wear like yeah, t-shirts and look shit. At him yeah. like, well, why are you wearing that? Man? Why are you wearing? Why are you looking all like all this? Like you looking all? <laughs> Come on, let him be. Man. <laughs> <laughs> he have these like Liberace like dress up shirts and shit like that. No. I swear he With just told me though. I swear he just told me the club told all the DJs no more black shirts. When recently? Yes. Yes. And I and I laughed and I'm like. That's funny because, like, yeah, all the guys I know, they wear black shirts. And he's like, yeah, wait, they wait, just. Wait. The clubs that 
told in Vegas told him recently mm-hmm. no, no black way. shirts. Like basically wear something nice. No, you know, don't black show up like in a, a black DJ, t-shirt. That's like the DJ uniform. Yeah. But yeah. I think that what they're trying to say is like wear something nice. So you guys have never had I mean as a as a female, I'm always getting kind of like suggested of what I need to wear and all that stuff. Really? They try yeah. to tell you to like be a little more sexy or yes, uh-huh. and some and so there's actually a gig in town that I turned down because in the contract they want you to wear high heels for six hours, wow. mm. and I think that's super sexist because they would never make a guy do that. You can't even see your feet when you're DJing. Or it's dumb. <laughs> it's something that, that guys matters, right? won't really have to deal with. Maybe I mean well, they I might remember say dress up when I first moved to Vegas. Um, I DJ that light Las Vegas. <laughs> the DJs couldn't wear sneakers for like a couple of months. We had to wear like hard bottom shoes. Yeah. There you go. And so. dress and dress shirts. I mean, it's nothing. So then it's they do require it. you to wear dress shirts. But that only, that only lasted for a couple of months. That didn't last too long. <laughs> That's crazy though. <laughs> yeah. And they tell us no black shirts. <laughs> and it's like I slowly started wearing sneakers. I just started wearing black sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> I think that what they try and do with women is have us literally be like a, a prop. You know what I mean? Like, especially in a restaurant or a lounge, or even like at one point when I was in LA, the Ellen DeGeneres show was like looking for another DJ. And I just remember feeling like, like they didn't really want me to DJ. They wanted me as a prop. Yeah. They wanted so you got approached to DJ the Ellen show? No, I just heard that they were like auditioning. Okay. And in my mind, I'm like, do I spend the time and like go after this? It would have been great. But then I, at that, that time I was working on other things and doing gigs and I just felt like, well, this isn't a format where I can really show any skill. Like mm. it's literally just I'm a prop. And so a lot of these club, not clubs, but like lounges and restaurants that are want to feature women, it's like they're not really doing it in the right way in my mm-hmm. opinion. That's an interesting way to put it. I've never seen it put that way. I would say it would match the decor. They're trying to get something that uh, captures the decor or the essence of the vibe of like what they're trying to do. Yeah. And seeing you DJing there or another female or woman DJ DJing there might look slightly more elegant Mm -hmm. and you guys might play maybe some better music than if I was, I don't know if better music, but definitely looking at you guys at the event would look better than me looking at like Jamie. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I'm not, I'm not the most appetizing thing to look at, but but essentially for that's, me, that's I mean, I, w- I wouldn't want to see exactly. me DJing. But that's a, yeah, that's exactly what she's saying. Like, it's, it's not a, about skills; it's about a look, which is fine. Hey, I'm not going to turn it down. Well, I will if it's. I they think want it's all together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, Tina, you turn it out. <laughs> it depends on how they're doing it, and he's was it like everything. was it like high heels, like six inch? You have like you had to meet a requirement, or was it just a heel? Conversation was never it, even got there. Uh, was it clear? The clear? No, 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 chill, chill. no, it's not the I clear. I said, one. I have to have goldfish in the heel. Swimming in the Poor goldfish. Wait, how many, how many gigs have you turned on like this? Mm, handful. I mean, honestly, would I don't... Good, like, would reasonably good play, like, good pay? Well, like, if they want me to... Like, I won't do things... I turned down doing, like, a Hooter... Miss Hooter's whatever you yeah. know how they compete for like miss hooters yeah. yeah i didn't know they did that i know um, i just of course you knew i didn't think i didn't know the dj though but sure you probably won the wings contest every year right? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's easy to kill 50 my guy uh, i try to stay away from like wet t-shirt contest try and stay away from strip clubs what t-shirt contest you know you like spring break yeah, you know spring it's, it's just 
What is that it's like not, South Padre align. Island? Yeah, I love it's South Texas. Padre Island. Do you? Though. <laughs> That's where the wet t-shirt contests <laughs> are happening. Not at the club I'm at, but really, I do Louis Backyard. It's I've just never a, heard of it. Just a rager. It's like <laughs> five thousand spring breakers there. At South Padre, South Padre Island. Do you know what I'm talking no, about? No, I've never heard exactly before. what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking is about? Is this in LA? It's in Texas. No, it's no. in LA. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, South Padre. LA like, wishes. <laughs> LA wishes they had a South Padre <laughs> island. First of all, I mean, I've never been, but I heard it's horrific. Yeah, I've never been either. Well, it'll make you never want to have a girl when you have kids. My daughter, because you're literally Christ. walking down the beach, and and it's just you're seeing teenagers <clears throat> having sex, just with in the shower, the public shower on Where the beach with everyone around, wow. and yeah, it's just working naked sex everywhere uh, talking about this have you guys seen the new <laughs> you're calling your foster daughter like stay inside don't go out fucking leave in the room order another pizza now these new videos of rosarito been floating around did you guys see those who's that rosarito rosarito beach like papas and beer no what is what is that you have never heard of that rosarito what is it rosarito is a place down by in mexico it's about a five hour drive from here or whatever yeah but that's a spring break location right now and there's like literally like girls like just spreading open in the bar, and getting eaten out, and having sex. So in this the club. is the, the new Cancun. This is the new Cancun right now. Like you, if you if you like hashtag search it on Twitter, it's pretty fucking. But this good. has been happening. I don't know. Since I don't the beginning have, of time on spring break, no. I'm not I haven't sure. seen yeah. it like this, man. It's pretty nuts. It's because there's more phones out, right? Yeah, that's like, a lot of phones. Imagine when if we had phones when Freaknik was around. Like in Atlanta. Yeah, like, but I don't have phones. But this shit wasn't happening last year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nah. It, it's like it was happening when I was going to spring break. That was a long time. Motherfuckers like getting eaten cool. out at the bar. You no, know I mean the phone. <laughs> this shit is crazy. Never like a girl's getting her well, titties sucked by two guys. Like it's pretty insane. <laughs> Cut to me. Okay. There was some crazy <laughs> shit. This is, obviously, this is obviously Tina T's scene because she loves South Padre Island. <laughs> I you do, but I would never bring a teenager there and it makes you it makes you not want to have a girl when you have kids. Wow. I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh god. Maybe that's what made me not want to have kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. DJing spring break. Yeah, <laughs> that'll do it. I'd be pissed. Like I did all this work and this is how you ended up. Oh, like I'm on Instagram, you getting your coochie, like you getting your coochie eating on the yeah. bar, like, like that's like what you doing. They're putting Patron parent. on it. It's fucking insane. Patron, yeah. yeah it search it up. Hashtag oh Rosarito God. on Twitter. It's At least put some Don Julio oh. seventy on that shit. Right, it's a lot <laughs> smoother. Than, <laughs> it's a lot smoother than 1942. Didn't I teach you anything? And Jesus. it's cheaper. Jesus, Real class. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> back to Tina T. Wait, so you would do South Padre Island? Uh, what was it like when you did it? Or do you still do it? Uh, I haven't done it this last year, but I did it for probably like eight years straight. And, and it's been crazy for every eight years. Has yeah. it gone steadily worse? No. It's been the same South craziness. Pa- South Padre Island is like a destination spot. Like the whole rest of the year, there nothing's happening there. All right, so yeah. wait, explain this because you guys do you don't know what South Padre Island is, no, right? No, I know. But it it's is. it's like boat parties, right? Kind of. Or no. No. no, they're on the beach too. Right, they're like it's all, on, all the on the beach. Is and it? In, and there's like three massive clubs that have like a five thousand person capacity. Mm-hmm. So they kind of just and then there's be- the beach parties is like twenty thirty thousand people with a stage. It's like Coca Cola or someone will have a stage. And they have dance contests and throw out giveaways. Are those clubs seasonal? Like they're not open. I'm imagining. I'm sure there's no. Here. But it looks like they don't por- have it people. looks like Porky's, right? It looks like really dated. No. 
I just switched it up. <laughs> it looks Damn. like the old MTV, like yeah. the spring yeah. break look. Yeah. Okay, that's better. Yeah. But like Porky's. <laughs> which is yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, Porky's. <laughs> and it's funny because is. you'll you'll randomly see like a husband, wife, <coughs> kid pushing a stroller, and you're just like, no way. <laughs> because Don't people walk. live there. Well, they they probably booked it there for a vacation and didn't realize. But there was a while in the daytime, right? This yes. is at night. No, this is all day. day. This is all day. This is twenty four hours a day. Shit, Never. Like, Why are you acting like you don't know what's no, going I'm on? I'm just saying that. Right? I, I thought like in the daytime, everybody just chill. <laughs> what are they doing? Playing shuffleboard? Cornhole? <laughs> <laughs> it's like girls gone wild twenty four seven. Yeah. Like yeah, the most shit. DVDs. Yeah. It's crazy. But see, it's fun. But see, Girls Gone Wild was the only outlet we saw that shit on. Yeah. 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 And what was, happened to that? Is it that dude he know. went to he got he was he went to jail. Oh yeah, he went to jail like yeah. in two thousand seven. <laughs> some shit like that. Yeah, but I mean everyone has like it's on all over the internet now, yeah. right? Yeah, no, it was totally different. Yeah. So what is it called? Rosetta Stone Beach, what is it? Rosetta Rosarito. Beach? Rosarito. Rosarito Rosarito Beach. <laughs> you want me to pull up the video for you guys can see the I don't want to see okay, it. Okay, cool. Maybe later. <laughs> 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 Rosarita gone wild. It's crazy, guys. All right, so <laughs> you came to so Steve Wonder was. <laughs> By the way, oh, way Steve back Wonder. to Jet now. <laughs> back to Steve Wonder. Timothy, look, listen. You talking <laughs> about all this great shit you're doing, <laughs> and we just went left every time. I'm, I apologize for my behalf. I like I like how he went from Spring Breakers getting their ass eaten on the bar to Steve Wonder at Jet. <laughs> so back to Steve Wonder at Jet. <laughs> Actually, the first time I met you, Tina, was at um the Rhino, Spinning Rhino. Okay. Hey. Back to fucking making this <laughs> with DJ Riz. Well, you know what? Yeah, I remember that night. Yeah. That was so fun. Riz is so funny because when a, when a stripper would come up to him, he'd, he'd do everything to like get them away. He's like, no, no. I, if you don't have a dick, I don't want anything. Big, big like, he just keep saying stuff like that. And to get him to go away, it was hilarious. Big shout to Riz, by the way. Yeah. He's the fucking cool. He was the best. We used to like hang out at a uh, at cherry? Rhino. Was uh, it Cherry Lounge that he would play at? He'd do Cherry, he, but he, he did, did pure. He also. did pure. Yeah, pure. Oh, that's he, right. he did. He did Jet a few times. He did Tangerine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And then yeah, I mean, he would uh would fucking. He was the coolest man. Yeah. He's one of my favorite DJs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He's one of Definitely. our favorites. I always Definitely. think about like if I get married, who would be the DJ? Yeah. Riz. It'd be Riz. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> He's a fucking scumbag though. Don't get it wrong. <laughs> Riz was a guest at Camp Spinoff. He came out from New York and stayed for a few days. You know, Riz. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. <laughs> Yo, Riz, you want to dance? No, no, no. Come on, man. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> We'd always get him the most busted chick and get him to dance. Crooked, <laughs> why you do this? Come on, man. Oh, jeez. All right, fine. You take the dance. But see, in Vegas, the strip clubs, that was like a social thing. Yeah, Like when the clubs got out, you, you weren't like, now mm-hmm. I try to not go to strip clubs, but back then it was, it's it's different for me now because now that I've had like a teenage girl and I've been, and I've been dealing with like kids that are been sexually abused, I can't mm-hmm. be in a strip club and see these young girls, probably 18, like grinding on some nasty old man in a business suit. Like it just really... It's not a fun time for mm-hmm. me anymore. So, yeah. but back then, yeah, we'd like go there after the clubs, mm-hmm. eat, hang out. It was yeah. a, it was like a time to like talk about your gig, yeah, mm-hmm. and then just like talk shit 
and then catch up with all the DJs. Oh, and so it was basically up. the road podcast before it was a road podcast. It was. It was. Yeah, it, was. it was all of us literally just hanging out, talk talking about, the about night, shit, talking about music, talking about music. Yeah. Yeah. Out of town DJs coming in, letting us know about this DJ mm-hmm. or that dude who was dope or this dude yeah. who sucked and blah 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 and yeah. blah blah. Yeah. It was like yeah. It was like a gossip. That doesn't really happen anymore, huh? No. Still, like, do. no, still does. Yeah. When not as of, often not really. as it used to. When there's out of town <laughs> DJs, usually that's where. They, I start cricket takes them too. Yeah, go get some food. <laughs> no, but it's a good question. Drinks. How come that doesn't happen anymore? I feel like the camaraderie that we used to have back during that time. It, it's a, sorry, it's a little bit different. The like, camaraderie. I right? think we yeah. do it, but we do it amongst ourselves now, right? Like we don't. We very rarely do we do it with anyone else, or like or maybe, anyone new. Yeah, anyone new. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's like the the same like dudes we really. I mean, maybe really a lot of things had to come. Uh, a lot of a lot of things came into play. There was probably no social media. Yeah. And then uh, so we didn't know what was going so on. So we had to other. like really. I mean, we so we had to meet in a physical place. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. now we just talk shit through like group chat or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like I don't know. Yeah. It I know back be. then I also didn't mind being out till nine a.m. You know, like there were times we'd leave Spearmint <laughs> Rhino and it's just full on daylight, yeah. 9 a.m. And that didn't bother me. Now I just, when I get done with the gig, I want to go home. Yeah. Look what parenting did to Tina T, man. You guys do the same thing. <laughs> we're just getting old. <laughs> you never got uncomfortable like hanging out with like groups of dudes and groups of DJs and like strip clubs and shit? No. You mean uncomfortable, like actually like worried something was going to happen to me? No, I just mean like there's like during the time there weren't that many uh, like women DJs. I was so used to it because talking about like from the age of 15, well, I guess I left out. So when I started battling in Seattle, it was a group of all turntablists, like probably eight, like the whole scene in Seattle was small. Mm-hmm. So even then I was constantly around all dudes mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the time. So it wasn't, that's actually where I felt, com- that's, that's where I, my friends and where I get to bro down and felt the same way in Vegas. So it never Did you know weird. scene from back th- those days? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Scene was doing the DMC in Seattle yeah. way back when. So sure, you've sure. never felt uncomfortable, <laughs> but it's also made it hard to date like dudes, right? I definitely don't prefer not to date DJs, DJs or or honestly anyone who's paying me. Uh, okay. Even as, actually that anyone really in the club because I messed up in college. I dated like the head of security at a club, and then I found out he had a girlfriend the whole time. So, so then when I had to go in and DJ on my regular night, he's there. Hey, fuck you, Tom. And he's dancing by himself on the dance floor. I just wanted to, you know, it just ruined my night every single week. So um, I just don't want to, you know, anyone in the realm of me coming in and doing my she thing. She just kept playing like fuck men de- songs <laughs> and shit. That one, uh, <laughs> fuck you, I don't want you back. That you think the song is about you? Khalees, like I hate you so much yeah, right now. Yeah, shit like that. <laughs> like anti, anti-men songs and shit. No, I just learned a good lesson. Like, <laughs> never again. <laughs> so you don't date industry guys? Try not to. I mean, now that I, like, I'm kind of open to things now, but that was always, I was pretty hardcore about that the whole time coming up. Because mm-hmm. I never wanted to be looked at like I had, to, like, I got that because I slept with yeah. someone or whatever. Yeah. I already have to deal with a lot of my credibility taken away because I'm a girl. Like, like oh, well, she's only doing that gig because she's a girl. She's only getting this. Even on Master of the Mix, I would constantly hear, you're only still here because you're a girl. Mm. How was that so, experience doing that Master well, of the I Mix? Well, before we get into that, I want to talk about, did you ever like get hit on by a DJ, like male DJs a lot? Mm-hmm. How did you handle <laughs> that? Just What's up, bro? Because there was a... <laughs> she <laughs> with the bro. No, there just, was, you're the homie, yeah. yeah. No, there were dudes that would them. hit me up and be like, 
upset about her. What? About yeah. her like, <laughs> rejecting them? Yeah. No. Well, then you need to tell. No, but no. But I would tell him, like, are you stupid? Like, why are you trying to, like, make yeah. a move on, like, shorty? Like, that's. She's a homie. She's a homie. Yeah. Oh, that's and they, sweet. No, of course. Yeah. But I mean, I think it was <laughs> stupid anyway to, yeah. like, do that shit. Like, I would ask them, like, what made you, like, what preempted you to think that you had a chance? And it was like, no, you didn't have a chance. She was just. She's guys are like nice. peers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there I, was a name. They would give you a name. You want to know the name they would call you? I want to know the name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's probably been so long. Christian, get ready for the for the bleep here. It's <laughs> 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 not bad. They oh, would call you they would call you Tina T's. Ooh, <laughs> spicy. <laughs> That hey. be the <laughs> they were like, nah, I mean, nah. Everybody be, wants what they can't have. Cause like, like, yeah, like exactly. <laughs> you know, like, cause you know, it'd be like groups of dudes. They'd be like, yo, yo, who's that? Who's that? And be like, oh, the that's, one t- that's Tina. The girl with the dreadlocks. They're like, yo, that's Tina. Yeah, that's like, this pre dreadlocks. Dreadlocks okay. is like, you know, that's another story. But I'm saying like this pre dreads. <laughs> and dudes would be like, yo, what's up with that? What's up? Let's go with that. And dudes would be like, nah, man, it's Tina T's, yo. I love that. She'll give you the hug, but that's about it. And that's mm-hmm. exactly how I want it to be. I want to keep, I just want other DJs to respect me. Mm-hmm. And I think that like dating around only just, it's like, I know if there's rumors of whatever, it's just obviously not true because it's not how I roll, you know? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Shit. I mean, it's it's a hard lane the way you, the, the, the path you've chosen because mm-hmm. you're really trying to control, I guess, people's outlook on how you've earned every, stage of of your career right kind of yeah and i think that's something that men probably don't constantly have to ever think about like you're never really (coughs) going to be judged by an opportunity you got because of well because you're a man (laughs) or because of who you slept with like guys i don't feel like get judged the same way like if you were i mean i think if you were sleeping around no one would ever even put that into talking about you as a dj i mean people used to say i got work because i was asian Really? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I was pretty fucked up. <laughs> that never happened. No, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, but don't, don't you, th- what do you think about the time now with, with women DJs and female DJs? It's a bigger demand. Yeah. There's definitely like you, a larger supply. There's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there like camaraderie between all of you guys? Definitely. The, like in Vegas, um, Scylla the Thriller and Jenna Palmer started a Instagram group of all the female DJs in Vegas. What is it called? Vegas's finest. Vegas's <laughs> finest. I mean, you can't find it. It's a private group that we're all in. So uh, we just like have dinners and try and get together and try and support each other. Did you guys have one? Wait, wait, oh yeah, I've heard about society. These. I've heard about. Uh, Yoli yeah. told me about it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's I a love secret it. Secret societies like well, like no men allowed. No men allowed. No. It's just like they 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 do they'll do dinners and then go out after kind of like being the like, she man yeah. hater club. I was trying to think. Wait wait wait! This <laughs> is kind of this is pretty sinister over here. What's I going seen on it. Over I seen here? I seen pictures. I mean, I don't think it's like a. You guys aren't so. You guys aren't supposed to market it out though, right? It's supposed um, to be like. Inc- no, we post it on our on our Instagram yeah. and stuff. But it's a it's private like, account. It's a private group on Instagram where we talk to each other. Yeah. Oh. So I couldn't see that Instagram account. Nah. It's no, like we Insta- we don't. It's an Instagram group chat, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not like talking shit, and we're not gossiping. It's literally just like, all right, here's gonna be our monthly like ladies' night. Who can make it? Let's meet up. How many? Pretty how many girls is on the um chat? Whatever the max on on Instagram is. So there's a few that we can't add anymore because we maxed out, and I think you max out at like thirty. Oh, oh shit! Uh. But um, it's just it's great to 
you know, I always love hanging out with other DJs. And Wait, I don't understand what this is. What? Do you max at 30? What does on, that mean? On Instagram, on when chat? you start a group, a group chat? chat on Instagram. Oh, it's a group chat. It's not like a, a page. No, no, no. Oh, okay. It's just a way that all of us can, you know coordinate and how talk. do those dinners oh, I thought go. this was like a page no yeah just like curious like when you guys have these dinners like what kind of conversations like what's going on in these dinners uh, d what are you worried about nothing how many djs you smash <laughs> yeah <laughs> girls huh let's, let's we, talk about it we pretty much talk about every single dj guy d is sweating right now so like when you have these meetings and shit what exactly are you talking about are you talking about my name being mentioned Tina. You guys don't need to no. worry about it. <laughs> no, it's just fun. We we honestly just get to know each other on a personal level. Not even just talk about DJ stuff, yeah. but just like, hey, we're all, you know. And there's stuff that we can relate to as women that, that you just can't with the guys, so. We should do something like that. We should raid one of those. Oh, we caught you guys. I swear, I think there was one at, at Best Friend. Yep. Just, just the top up. of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I saw mad pictures of that. You should just show up. Like, looky what we have here. <laughs> <laughs> looky, huh? What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> little estrogen party over here. <laughs> <laughs> you could come strip. <laughs> Whoa. I don't know if you'd want that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a drink spitting out everywhere, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so you guys all get along. Yeah, so like in, in L.A., um, Dazzler I mean, and, and market, DJ right? City yeah. has been doing a great job. Like, Dazzler put on a ladies' link Yeah, they had one recently. And there was like 100 girls there. So What is it called? Uh, ladies' link up or something? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Trust Dazzler for doing that. Yeah, she's that's she's awesome. Um, so it's, it's just cool <coughs> to see more women kind of like feeling. I think maybe there's still a few women out there who are competitive mm-hmm. and might not want to like jump in with two feet, but... No, teach their own. Mm-hmm. We had Bella Fiasco here, and we were wondering if there is a line drawn in the sand between, you know, kind of like club DJs or like women DJs who actually DJ, DJ, and like influencer DJs who are like like influencers who just DJ, but it's more like a, it's like a show, it's more <laughs> like a con. I don't know what you would call it. You know what I mean? The influencer. I kind of know what you mean. I feel like it, it's the same with guys because there's a, a lot of guy DJs I see too that are like influencer DJs. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like they're working. Really? Yes. Yeah. Actually, I was I was I'm working so, at so a many, but yeah, I, I know at least five. Yeah. Really? Yes. Do I know them? It's bad. <laughs> no, I, no, I'll send them to you and you laugh. It's pretty horrific. Okay. But like, you know, your work speaks for itself. So I'm just like, go ahead, like go do your thing. I don't think they're really going to be able to build a credible career that way. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll just fizzle out. There's no point in even giving it energy. It'll, it'll it doesn't cross out. into your market at all, huh? Not really? I don't think so. I mean, if someone wants to hire an influencer because they have more followers than me, then yeah. like let them do that because they'll probably be kicking themselves later. Damn. Yeah. You stand on your own two feet. Yeah. yeah. Confidence. Nice. Huh? Look at her. Look at this. Parenting Parenting makes you better. Look at Tina. I think it surprises me actually how much camaraderie there is. I would think it would be because females can be very catty and maybe a little jealous that it might be a little less camaraderie and more like hate. Are you generalizing women right now? (laughs) 
I guess so. Shut <laughs> up. Shut up. Catty and more bitchy. Well, yeah. you know, guys, guys are just <laughs> yeah, as catty. Yeah, they just yeah. don't get talked. They don't. We don't refer to it the same way. But guys are maybe even more competitive the than women. Very yeah. chatty, you know? Because when it comes to DJing, yeah, we're all competitive. And I think the people that feel most comfortable hanging out and broing down are people who are not as. They, it's not even about uh, competitiveness. It's just about confidence. If you're confident in your gigs and what you're doing, then you really don't worry yeah. about, you know. Dee's just worried about what you guys are saying. About yeah, I know, right? Because yeah. from the looks of it, I've seen a the picture and I can't. You might have to be yeah. worried, Dee. Oh, um. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you guys, I feel like guys have way more beef. There's a lot of guys. I mean, recent beef. There's just more DJs. There's more guy DJs. Yeah. As soon yeah. as there become so many women <coughs> DJs, that it's hard for women DJs to get work, that shit is gonna start getting ugly. Just like guys also. There's a lot of women who have a hard time getting work now. Like, it's not like we're like, hey, just because you're a woman, like, here's a whole calendar of gigs for you. I mean, a lot of women have to work just as hard as guys to get gigs. And a lot of women have to work harder because I've literally had venues not book me because they don't trust having a female DJ. That sucks. Because, mm. like, yeah, we can use it to our advantage, but it also hurts us when a club doesn't take us seriously or doesn't trust us. You get that a lot, though? I did before. Like, now I've been able to build my name for myself, but yeah. I've definitely gotten that, yeah. I feel like I would trust a woman more because she knows what they want to dance to. So that's kind of like... But they may use a woman's, like, how, how do you say, like, a woman being feminine, like, she's not aggressive enough to like really push the, the envelope i just yeah. remember in like the early 2000s managers would tell me they didn't book like like women djs because a lot of them cried under pressure <laughs> I, i'm I not mean, even joking like yeah. maybe like a I lot of de- like the a lot of the women djs would cry they'd be getting yelled at and they would like cry yeah and they're I like yo i don't want to deal with fucking homeboy over with shorty's crying when I'm telling her to pick it up, or like, or like something's going off, like I, I'm like, yo, like I don't have time to be like, excuse me, uh, we need to like hit him with like some bangers. It's gonna be like fucking hit him, fucking hit him. But see, it's pretty hard to take that kind of yelling. I have never experienced that kind of yelling outside of Vegas. Actually, once in New York, but it yeah. was a Vegas property. <laughs> and I think that that's just the corporate they've gotten used. The culture they've gotten used to here is that they can like yell at us. When I would play at Prive the um, owner would just be like, what the fuck, pick it up, what the fuck are you doing? Like, and all I could think, and this is like, the whole room's dancing, I'm not blind, and it's like 10 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, it just made me think, you know, any other work environment, you could, you, not, that wouldn't fly. You right. can't yell at people like that, you know? That's just, so only as DJs, and we're independent contractors, so we just have to you take it. You can't do nothing about it. No, just, but it's it's it. jarring. Like, if you haven't experienced that, you're already under a lot of pressure. You're staring at a couple thousand people, and someone's yell, screaming and cussing in your ear. It's a lot. Yeah. Have you ever felt close to crying? No. Off in or the pressure? punching somebody instead? No, because actually it was o- DJ Obi one yes. uh, gave me good advice. Shout to Obi. When I first played at Tau Beach and I got mm-hmm. yelled at, um, he said, uh, honestly, you're never going to have fun until you just stop caring. <laughs> because if you let the yelling get to you, they, they just do it. Even when the energy is high, they're still going to do it. Like There's yeah. no rhyme or reason to what they're doing. They just want to yell. So I just had to learn to not let it get to me. If you let it get to you, then yeah, you'll never have fun. But yeah. if you can let it roll off your back, 
I mean, it could really ruin your whole set, though. If yeah, you let it definitely. Get you. Yeah. Well, you just got to know sometimes it has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. It has to do with, like, just one table complaining about the music or whatever. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it has to do with you, but, you know. I'm just saying, like, yeah, you're right. But you, I end up, I guess... There's a lot of truth to that. When you stop caring and you just start just DJing, like, yeah. And I think that's what liquor does, right? It just kind of makes you care yeah. a little bit less. Because when I'm fucking sober, <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm a little bitch. I'm like sensitive. Don't talk to me. No, I'm just like, oh, like, yeah. I just look at people when they stop dancing, and I'm like sober. <gasps> what? What am I doing? Am no, I, doing? I get like angry. I'm like, oh yeah, you want to stop dancing, you little motherfucker? All right, all right. <laughs> And then like, oh, fuck Stop you. to this. Yeah, yeah, and then I'll start playing like some other shit. Oh, you don't like this one either. Oh, huh, motherfucker, you're too good to dance with it. Like, this shit is working in my head. But when I'm drunk, I'm just like, you know, whatever. Hey, like, I just start just throwing shit on. Too bad he's yeah. not dancing because the guitar. I'm dancing, so fuck that. Yeah, look at me. Look at me. Huh? Start twerking. And I think part of that not caring, too, is also technically. So when they yell at you and they say, you're in a house track and they say, play Soldier Boy now. It's like, <laughs> you literally have to not care to the point of just stop, start. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna waste time trying to mix or yeah. do anything. I'm just gonna like, just right just, away. Just drop the because, shit. Because um, that's the level that you have to get to of not caring. Like if they're yelling it, they want this song right now, they literally want it. Stop the song mm-hmm. and play it. That was one yeah. of the hardest things I had to deal with at Hyde. Yeah. Hyde here, Hyde in uh, the Bellagio, Hyde uh-huh. Vegas. They would have like, I don't know, like 20 presentations in one yeah. night. And they would just cut you in the middle of your set and just play the Rocky theme. Yeah. <coughs> and or it was like, just like, it would just kill me like inside. I'm like, oh my God, now I have to start all, all over. over again. I think like a part of it is like ego too. For me, like when someone tells me to switch up the music, it's like, I'm working hard at this shit. I know I'm doing a good job. And you just basically told me what I'm doing isn't good enough. So it like, it's like an ego hit. Really? And then I get upset. Like, well, you don't damn, get an like, ego hit with like Hyde. No, 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 no. But I mean, like, like what she was saying, like going from like Calvin Harris to Soldier Boy. It's like, it's basically damn. telling you like what you're doing doesn't matter, right. At all. We can but just knowing that you worked hard at this. Yeah. Like they don't know, don't they don't know what you put into this shit. I think Vegas has like a whole other level of like micromanaging. You've got VIP hosts, managers, owners, and there's so many levels. And then sometimes you even have like bottle service girls. It's like at Preve, I had to finally put my foot down yeah. just from the amount of people coming and trying to tell me what to do and the inconsistencies of it all. Yeah. And I had to finally say like, look, if you're doing bottle service and you have some a request, you yeah. need to put it through a manager. I think what finally got through to me is when I saw the person yelling at me getting yelled at, and I was like, okay, so that's where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a yeah. yell chain. Like, it was like I was watching at a corner of my eye watching him get yelled at, and he came and yelled at me. So I was like, oh, it's not, it's not me. It's, it's Sometimes there's some shit going on. Yeah. Well, there's you, but it's just it's I getting need, filtered. I, I need, it needed to hit me. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was feeling it, so he had to let it out on me. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel you. I mean, uh, fuck, man. I mean, Vegas is one of those tough markets. Everyone wants to come in, and then when they come in to this market, they realize it's, it's really not It's not about, as easy as it thinks. It's it not is. all about just being artistic and rocking a party. It's literally <laughs> just like juggling 20 things going on at once and keeping the room. Yeah. yeah. 20. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, especially like, you know, like uh, when we DJ at like a uh, like you know when uh, at light mm-hmm. and they have like Rick Ross there yeah there's like so much shit going on yeah it's like there's tables there's a big shout out to this you know there's outreach there's these mm-hmm. clubs in the room then you got to set up for the op- the, the you DJ, like yeah. set up for Rick Ross DJ, DJ and then, yeah. yeah 
it's like a whole there's a lot of things that going on you have to like keep the room and it's and then sometimes uh, the artist always comes on late mm-hmm. so then you just gotta like keep it going and keep yeah. it going without playing without burning shit and then keeping the energy going it's yeah i opened for fabulous in reno and I was like, so he's gonna have his own DJ, right? Let me just make sure. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we have a separate setup, mixer, everything. So of course he doesn't have a DJ. <laughs> and, wow. and while I'm opening, they're saying, okay, we just need you to go download his show tracks. And I'm In like- the middle of your set. I'm like, well, one, I'm <laughs> playing. Mm-hmm. Two, those show tracks are not available online, online yeah. for me to download. These are custom, his management's, management's gonna have to send them. So they're like, okay, okay, we'll get them. So then they bring it on a jump drive. They're all in the wrong order. He's going up. They're telling oh. me to play his songs in the wrong order. <laughs> like, it was oh, just, man. the crowd had no idea we got through it, but I'm just, just like shocked that someone like Fabulous would show up with no DJ and trust in me, who he doesn't know, to not like totally fuck up his routine, his set, because I could have mm-hmm. easily. But you didn't. No, but he doesn't know. Maybe he did his research and saw how dope it was. And his whole like group's just partying. I'm pretty sure his DJ actually was there. He just wasn't DJing. He's like hanging out with girls and smoking pot. Wow. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I actually love DJing for the artist. Yeah? Yeah. I don't think I ever have. You know what? I had a bad experience with Maya. Maya? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody. (laughs) She voted the... um, I did really? you, 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 me, 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 yeah. that chick in yeah. Vegas. Maya. My love is like, well, Maya, no, Maya, <laughs> like, um, the best of me, best of me, yeah, yeah, yeah. My love. yeah like well, Lady Marmalade, yeah. So she DJed at Jet, um, a few years back, and her manager, I, I had to DJ for her, so her manager gave me her CD. It was like, yo, I have all the songs in order, so all you gotta do is just play the songs in order, and she's gonna perform it on a CD, yeah. On when a was CD. this? It's 2008, nine. On a CD, wow. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so I did that, but she didn't. She was supposed supposed to perform the songs in that order of the CD, so it was like all mixed up. So yeah. her performance is like kind of fucked up. Yeah. And after her performance, her manager came up to me. He was like, "Congratulations, you ruined the whole show." <laughs> 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 well, fuck you too. <laughs> Jeez, and I just laughed. <laughs> okay. Give him a good shrug. <laughs> Sorry. Can I meet Maya? <laughs> Can, I get a Can we get some pictures? <laughs> I don't understand these managers, how they don't prepare don't for these yeah, motherfuckers. It's so man. easy, That's too. Yeah. It's the easiest thing. It's the easiest thing. I've heard shit. nightmare yeah. stories about Gucci, man. Oh. Oh, really? Yes, yeah. we've heard. And just like, just horror stories about just like these, just not being prepared. Yeah. Not. And just like coming up with a flash drive, and then and it's so easy now. I you know, who, it's the you know who's always prepared? Old school rappers. Really? Old school rappers. <laughs> <laughs> like they have like one MP3 that just plays for like, like twenty minutes. Track. Yeah. And it's like David. It even includes like dead air for them to talk on <laughs> and get a br- and breathe. Every time an old like when I did that old school Wednesdays at Lavo joint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of their all of their show tracks or whatever were perfect. Wow, and it was just always on point. It's really? the new artists that I feel like, like every they time. was professionals back then. They was like they knew how to do shows. Well, they yeah. knew, they had yeah. like a whole thing where they were like, all right, here's dead air. I'm gonna start doing some Hype crowd participation, crowd, yeah. and they had it down to like almost the exact second when it would end, the song would start. Yeah, I was like really impressed. Yeah. And meanwhile, we had like I had like party next door at One Oak, and they were just like, "What do you got of his?" And I'm like, uh, <laughs> "I'm like a big fan, so I have a lot." 
Yeah. And I was like, I actually have the uh, the work version, you know, the Rihanna song, Work, yeah. but I have it with his vocals. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, why don't you play that? Maybe he want to perform that. And I'm just like, yo, Maybe. what the fuck is going on here? Like, There's no list. There's what? No, there was just nothing to, there was like no preparation for shit. They're just like, yeah, yeah, play that, play that. No, and then, man. yeah, and when he wanted me to end this song, his manager would just, he would. Tap you using he the would, No, no. He would look at his manager and his manager would look at me. <laughs> and, and then I would have to like yeah. end the song. And I'm like, why can't he just tell me? <laughs> He didn't even want to look at me. He had to look yeah. at the manager. The and manager you're standing next to him? <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking at the manager, and the manager's like, yeah, change it. But it was like, he, you know, it was ridiculous. But You know who does a really good job of uh, those shows is uh, Sour Milk. Not to toot his horn too hard, but Trust I uh, opened up for him at One Oak with Tyga. Yeah. And Tyga kind of like gives him free reign to just choose from tracks. And the way he like kind of like curates it is dope. To the point where one time Tiger even looked back at him like, "Oh shit! Like that was dope how you did that. Like how you brought in." That well, they track. work together a lot, so yeah. they probably used to. He probably has like a trust Rob. level with him. Yeah, exactly. That, he, that he's able to do that. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. you got to build like a good show for like the artists yeah. if you're DJing with them and going Plus on tour. Tiger, Tiger yeah. club hits for days too. Yeah, he Shot. did. He went out of one song, kind of like echoed it out. Tiger talked and then he dropped faded it, and the timing was perfect. Mm. It, it was the crowd went crazy, and Tiger looked at Sour Milk and was like, "Oh shit!" Like. Actually, yeah. big shout to Samba. Don't they just do? They just did Hakkasan with Tiger last, last night. night yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. yeah, I heard it was Sunday. packed. I heard it was packed. Tiger's that dude right now. Right? Yeah. yeah, there's yeah. no new music out right now though. Right? No, it's been no. slow. Fuck. I think by next probably couple of weeks you're gonna start hearing shit come out. Hopefully, yeah. Tina, you missing the Vegas clubs? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, She's like, no. Uh, no. I mean the, the like the big mega clubs. There's just so much pressure involved. And I feel like once you do one, they're all kind of the same, you know? Can you do a Vegas... All right. Can you DJ a Vegas, like, big room sober? Yeah. You can. Mm-hmm. Is it easier parent. when you're, like, a little drunk, though? No, honestly... Well, I mean, when you're not drunk, but when you're drinking, you're is buzzed. it easier? A little bit. I think once I get comfortable. So, usually, it just kind of depends where I have the crowd. Once I feel like I got the crowd... Like, the switching over from an opener to me... I don't like to be, you know, that's a little stressful. Yeah. Once I, I hate that. Once we switch over and once I feel like, okay, I got the crowd where I want them, then I'll start drinking. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to have to go to the bathroom a lot. So if mm-hmm. I'm playing like the whole night, I can't stand like having to run to the bathroom, tell all the girls in line, sorry, I'm DJing, can I yeah. cut in front of you? Like, I just, yeah. <laughs> so I guess shots, <laughs> shots are easier because then I won't, you know, it's not yeah. like I'm drinking beers. Yeah. But. You you explained to me how, like, how the times have changed in Vegas to when you were DJing Vegas, when you were doing Marquee, and you were doing uh, Prevay and all of these clubs, to what they are now. You're like, the rates have changed, right? Yeah, well, I left, I left the country for a year and then just kept traveling. So I'm kind of getting back to Vegas as of, like, three, four months ago. Mm-hmm. And I really want to find my new residency but everything is just the rates have dropped down so low Mm -hmm. that i don't know if like this Mm -hmm. is the level where everyone's accepting this or if we're like no fuck this we need to do something about it and i'm trying to like feel that out because if we're like no fuck that we should do something about it then i don't want to be a part of the problem and i'm totally fine taking a step back to like strategize with the right people and like not mm-hmm. help it go down further. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you guys have been here. What are your thoughts on rates? <laughs> um, I mean, I've been the victim of losing gigs because <coughs> I didn't want to accept a lower rate. 
Because they'll just find someone else, yeah, right? Yeah, and that's the problem is that they'll just find someone to do it for that rate. And it'll might, it might just be someone younger that's hungry that wants to get put on. Mm-hmm. So they'll just accept that low rate not knowing any better and not knowing, not having like maybe like an OG in their corner to tell them not to do it, to like wait and let, let your worth speak for itself. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think there's going to be always be a situation where there's so, such a saturation of DJs that someone's going to take. So if, they, if they're not going to give me the gig, someone's going to take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's right. I mean, I had someone tell me, you know, you're fighting, you're fighting an uphill battle with this one that you're not going to win. Mm. But um, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of just sad to think that we're in Vegas. Like right. Vegas should yeah. not be paying crumbs to their DJs. Like I literally feel like the bathroom attendant is going to walk away with more money than the DJ at this point. That's and there's nothing. Ag- there's nothing against bathroom attendants. Right. But, um, you know, the DJ is a very valuable, important part of the club. And yeah. I don't think that they're treating it that way anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you think well, they, they think that we're expendable? Or there's just so yeah, many? I think there's so many. Um, yeah, there's so many. You know, it's funny because I was talking to Revolution about it. At one point in L.A., he had done all the legwork and gotten right to the point where he was ready to start a union of DJs. Mm-hmm. Where Who they, is this? DJ Revolution, and it didn't happen because, in his words, it all comes down to ego and money. And that's why it's not gonna work. Um, but the concept is great because if you think about it, none of us have health, like we don't get health insurance from our job, we have to pay for all that stuff ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I know DJs who pay a lot. So if we were in a union that we could pay into that gave us insurance and disability insurance and all these things, and then minimum, you know, that would be great. Yeah. Well, we, we've talked about this many times, and it just takes a bigger entity uh, to actually start that and to yeah. get that rolling. But it's one of these things where I think, you know, possibly a record pool might have the outreach to get it done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because they, they have so many subscribers that they could maybe create something or start something. And I don't even know what that would entail, but yeah, I mean... Because I know that in Vegas they have bartenders that are union bartenders, and yeah. a lot of clubs can yeah. only hire. So if you're in a union, they can only hire union DJs, and the minimum they can pay, there's a minimum, there's a maximum hours you can work. Like I think, and honestly, it would help the younger up-and-coming DJs more because it'll set their bottom higher. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. It, it's it's rough because it's like all the managers would have to follow this. And run with this and then i don't know I or don't know or it sets that. up some people to not have to have managers because if you have a union taking care of you and you've got steady work with minimums there's not really much negotiating right and mm-hmm. maybe some people wouldn't have to i don't know <laughs> i was only i was only thinking about that because i really have been racking my brain like how if we've all agreed that the rates have gone to shit, how do we even begin to try to turn it the other way well it's not every it's not everyone's rates that gone to shit yeah it's only a certain caliber caliber of mm-hmm. djs that have gone to shit a little bit you i mean it I sucks mean? when i see guys that i know that are like doing entire nights for um i'll start it over uh it sucks when i see like people that i know that are doing entire nights for maybe like two three hundred bucks six hour sets like that's crazy and you know they're a great dj yeah that's the worst but part. they still yeah. have bills yeah they still have to take care of things like i i kind of I mean, get it but i mean we have homies who undercut us 
Yeah. Their homies were coming in like, yo, I'll do the whole night for 500. Yeah. Well, if, but, they're, you know, if they're going to bring someone else in, I'd honestly it rather be a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, when I, I turn I'm down gigs, I always follow it immediately up with, but I have, if you're open to it, I have some great people I'd love to send your way. Yeah. And then I have mm-hmm. some up and coming people that like, it makes sense for them and the budget is makes sense for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think the rates are going down uh, in Vegas because the budget is going to like a lot of like high caliber artists. And at that point, they're just really worried about getting the high-caliber artists. I mean, that's that's yeah. my thinking. And if they are <coughs> going to get uh, a DJ that's worth the money, there has to be a following that's attached to it. It's just not enough that, you know, we had this conversation. I mean, going back to A-Track and Rathicon, it's really going back to um, what are you bringing to the table? And then, you know, Rathicon made up, brought, brought it up. It's not enough that you're a good DJ. No one gets booked off of being a good DJ and if your story or if your marketing is that you're a good DJ that's marketing in itself but yeah not a lot of people can get away with that but the disparity is crazy like when, even with Shecky when he was saying like people that were like opening up or closing for Avicii who's making six figures the closer might get two hundred dollars yeah that's a huge disparity mm-hmm. it yeah. almost doesn't even make sense because I, I would have never guessed it but then it's also like the marketing and the connections. Like if I was opening for, you know, in Avicii or something like that, if I was doing that, you know, it's up to me to really market that. Yeah. And get it out there with that opportunity. If mm-hmm. you're doing nothing with that opportunity, then that's really kind of on you. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's it's like, you know, it's, it's like a catch-22. I don't know what to say. Like you're either getting the marketing and you're getting exposure and all of these guys at the, all these tables and all of these people who are there see Avicii, they're going to see you v- DJ. Yeah. And the likelihood of you getting a gig from that is probably high. Mm-hmm. It's very so, high. Yeah. So you got to see like, yo, like I'm in a good opportunity. I got to pimp this shit out. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because all eyes are on you at that point. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I get it to a certain point. $200 is a little low, but you yeah. know what I mean? That's that's it's, really it's fucking low. low. But I mean, I, know, I feel exactly what she's saying, but it's it's one of those things that yeah, Do you like feel you like it's a battle that we can't win? I don't want to say we because I'm not in anyone else's pockets, but do you feel like it's not like Tina? Hands. It's a battle that you can't win. The only way like it just works, accept it. If, the only way it works is if the higher the guys who are in power, who are in demand, are saying if they say if they say something to the clubs. Yeah, the A slot DJ. Yeah. So if I'm if if like a club really wants me. And I'm like, yo, I I actually want this opener. How much is he getting paid, by the way? He's getting this. Nah, like, give him this. Yeah. That maybe could work, but it's none of his fucking business either way. Like, he's getting his money, so why the fuck does it matter? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. True. Well, I mean, back in the day, you had people, though, that, like, looked. Like, AM took a lot of DJs under his wing. He started Dexstar, mm-hmm. and he brought all his friends with him. When AM passed, like... Nobody there gave two shits about us, you know? So it was natural, and, like, no one had really hard feelings because AM was the reason why we were there. But a lot of people... So he was putting a lot of people on. As much as I love that he did put people on, a lot of people thought that they were just getting paid, overpaid as well. Like, it was so inflated. Um, It was kind of like, oh, like, these aren't normal prices. This, like, this isn't, like, you know, this isn't something that's sustainable. Just like because the housing it's, market. Yeah, I mean, because it's just yeah. built. It's built on AM's reputation. Like, so whatever. Like, if I was on that crew, 
whatever I was getting was built on you know AM's value, mm-hmm. yeah. and if his value went down, my value went down. Mm-hmm. I mean, luckily his. I mean, but the. But I will say this: when AM's rate went up, all our rates went up. Yeah. I guess we just don't have any someone that's taken his place in that specific sense of yeah. as far as helping all of us go up. Yeah. So with mm-hmm. no one helping us all go up, naturally. But you mentioned that there's no camaraderie, like there isn't that much camaraderie as there was before. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like everyone's going out for self. Yeah. And, you know, you can kind of tell that way, right? A little bit on social media. Yeah. I mean, everyone's just kind of like, you know, doing their own thing. And if, if like, if the DJ that's next to me isn't helping me, you know, build my brand. Yeah. I'm not going to market the DJ who's next yeah. to me. Does that make sense? I think superstar. Tina might be onto something with the union, though, because that's the, that's what sports uh, organizations do. They have a union, and that's how these players keep steadily getting more money over the years. They, but the thing is, if it's going to limit, at, if it's going to limit anybody's money from going up or mm-hmm. or getting more, they're not going to be a part of it. I don't think it would limit it from going up. It just limits it from dropping below a certain level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sets the bottom minimum. Yeah. But if if that was to happen, wouldn't it be hard to fire that DJ if they wasn't happy with them? Because they were the union. They just have to have and a good reason. Exactly, yeah. You can't do that, though, because we're independent contractors, right? Bartenders yeah. are actually W-2s. Exactly, yeah. They're employees. That's the only, that's the only trick. That's the only <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not my ve- idea, by the way. Listen, uh, Revolution. But <laughs> no, but and Vegas has, I think Vegas is the only city where you can fire somebody for no reason. Like you don't need like zero tolerance. Zero like, tolerance. Yeah. yeah, you can fire somebody for no fucking reason. Yeah, that's that's, that's not union, right? They don't give a fuck. They can fire you for any reason. I heard union though. Yeah, they, union they bartenders is hard, but like yeah. independent contractors, they can fire any yeah. fucking body for no reason. Yeah, yeah. But that's like welcome to our world. It's always yeah. been that way for yeah. us. Like some someone was talking about a group of people were talking about PTO, and I'm like, what's PTO? Yeah, and they're like paid time off i'm like whoa that's just like that's i literally boring. had no idea it's just not in our world of what we do i've, yeah. I've never had paid time off from anything in my life i thought that was an std <laughs> hey you spoke about going on sabbatical or you went uh where'd you go for a year it was it wasn't a sabbatical it was uh it was a thing by the way whenever someone whenever someone says they're going on sabbatical it means they're going to jail right <laughs> The time to have yeah. hiatus. All of my sabbatical. All of my sabbatical. I know that says I'm gonna go to sabbatical for like a year. It means they're going to jail like, for like a year. My old accountant said that before he was going to sabbatical. I'm going to sabbatical to Africa. Damn, he went to jail. For yeah, years. he went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. Actually, I know. Yeah, passed away a few years ago. Uh, no, I was actually just swiping on Instagram. Yeah. And I saw this video of a guy doing a backward swan dive in slow motion onto the bed and like chucked his his carry-on in the room and I just you know you guys probably all relate to that like it just seemed like oh this is my life and it said travel the world work anywhere you know while traveling the world so I looked into it and said apply now so I'm like well screw it I'll just apply um, and then it it's a thing that you pay for it's two thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. and it includes your housing your travel um, a communal workspace and a host in every city and like a whole calendar of like activities and they pair you with a group of 60 people so i got to travel so every month we lived in a different country for 12 months the whole year so it was a group of 60 people they came from all over the world and we traveled together for a year so i was djing 
I DJed in Myanmar and Cambodia and Thailand, Serbia, a couple spots, mm -hmm. and then was just working on camp and managing properties. Other people in the group did like graphic design, computer programmers, whatever they did for work, they just only needed Wi-Fi. So anybody could do this, or you have to mm -hmm. really. Anyone what is this called? It. It's called Remote Year. Um, you Sorry. just like they don't give you a job; you have to have a job. But then, because um, it's like if you work remotely as a graphic designer, there's no reason you should have to like go into an office every day. You might as well be in Thailand or Cambodia or wherever, just on Wi-Fi getting your work done. So. And it was two thousand dollars a month. Yeah. So depending <coughs> where you live, I saved a lot of money doing it because I couldn't. You know, I. I canceled my health insurance and I went on global health insurance, which is like $500 for the whole year. Um, oh, just like all my bills, you know, and then I was Airbnb in my house. So I was actually making money and uh, I couldn't buy anything or go shopping or <laughs> shopping yeah. on Amazon or repair things around the house. So I saved a ton of money. I mean, if you live in New York mm -hmm. and what you pay in rent, you'll save money being on remote year. My average meal, like in Cambodia and Vietnam was like $5 you know, for dinner and stuff. That's pretty What was your favorite uh, spot you stayed at? Vietnam. Mm. The food there is really good. Mm-hmm. Is it the food or is it everything in Vietnam? I think the air quality is probably better. The food. <laughs> the air quality um, is probably worse. I liked learning a lot about the war, the Vietnam War, and it was a very interesting place. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty vague. I mean, <laughs> what was the worst place you... Mm. The Philippines? Didn't go to the Philippines. Maybe <laughs> only the worst place because I just didn't find that much stuff to do was Sofia, Bulgaria. Mm. Bulgaria. Oh. <laughs> so, w what made you want to do this? Well, at that time, um, I was not in my residency because you know when you're in a residency, you're you're like locked in, right? If you have a weekly residency, you can't really do anything like that. So, um, Marquis got a new music director, so I got kind of. Pushed out. <laughs> and then my teenager was moving out. Mm -hmm. And it just. Your foster teenager. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It was like this perfect little window where, for the first time in a long time, I didn't have, I wasn't locked into a residency. And I felt like I should just take this opportunity now because if I get another gig residency, then I, this isn't going to happen for another few years. So I'm glad I did it. Uh, I came yeah. back with a whole new perspective on things. What perspective is that? Just wanting to do things, enjoy my life more and not work so hard, you know? Because you just never know when you're going to die. You yeah. never know when you're going to be still physically able to do, you know, mm -hmm. the things you want to do. So I just feel like I want to get everything that I want to do done now mm -hmm. before anything happens. <laughs> so, yeah, I just want to make the most of it now. Is this before you joined... Uh Master of the Mix? This was way after. Yeah, <laughs> Master of the Mix was like That was a long time ago. <laughs> Let's talk about Master of the Mix. All right. What do you want to know? Do you regret doing that show? No, not Actually, at all. Actually, I really enjoyed watching that show. Shut up, Dean. I swear to God. <laughs> Shh, Dean, Dean, shut up. Shut up. Oh, the first <laughs> season, you did not enjoy the first season was show. really good. She was the third season, so you're saying the third season was <laughs> no, 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 good? No, 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 no. I'm saying was, like off the back, the I started watching season. it right off the back. <laughs> well, she was the third season, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. What was the first? first season? I thought it was the first. First season was no. with uh, I think it was like Chris Carnes. No, that's the third. Season. It's the third season. So the first two seasons were on BET. 
The third oh, season was okay. on VH1. Ah, that's right. So that, okay, okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking the third is the first. So, yeah. yeah. It was the first season on VH1. On VH1. Yeah. yeah. And Ooh. it's been canceled now. Because we all did such a great job. <laughs> Look at her. <laughs> canceled was, it immediately. Was, was Lisa Pippen on that one as well? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. What made you want to do this? Do it. Well, honestly, <laughs> I, I saw it as an opportunity to promote Camp Spinoff. Because I was like, oh, my God. Oh, right. I was like, I'm going to be on national television. Like, you can't even pay for that kind of advertising Marketing. to be on national television for, like, an hour every week. So that was, like, my whole intention. But later I realized that because it's sponsored by Smirnoff, mm-hmm. they cannot, they won't air you talking about anything having to do with kids. kids. <laughs> so I was like, well, that goes out the window. Yeah. But I got a ton of recognition from the show and people still, you know, parents watch it people watch it and i got it you know i rode that wave for a good couple years it was trip because you you get done djing and then there's just like a line of people waiting to take photos like if you're on tv people just want a photo with you and you moved to new york for like a year right for four months four months i remember when you moved everybody was like yo tina t she she moved to new york the dj out there (laughs) you didn't tell anybody that she was doing the show but it was like oh at that time well Oh, yeah, I moved there back then for mm-hmm. like four months yeah. just for fun. I mm-hmm. love New York, but it, it doesn't make sense for me to live there mm-hmm. like full time. Yeah. So I moved there then, and then I also lived there for another four months mm-hmm. recently before I came back to Vegas. Oh, you did? Oh. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy that shit? It was hard to watch. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things about the show that people don't understand. So we could only play music from a certain label that was cleared for TV. Mm-hmm. that they had paid for the rights to. So if you had like routines, which most of us do, your go-to whatevers, you could pretty much throw that out the window and you had to create something new. And then they would only let you practice on equipment for 10 minutes and they would time you. So you have to put together a whole new set that you're about to perform on national television and you have 10 minutes to practice it on turntables. Wow. Now, and it's you? with like music that you... <laughs> Like you're looking at the list, just struggling to find stuff. Um, it was, yeah, it was. And then the first day of the audition, this was right when the Rain 62 first came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not many people had even used it. Mm-hmm. We didn't even access have access to use it. So that's what they had us aud- audition on that first day when they cut like 30 people. Yeah. Because you had DJs like DJ ID, who's an amazing battle DJ. And <laughs> Like we were all trying to figure out the mixer. They mm-hmm. put things in different places and you literally, they wouldn't let you see it before you actually had to use it. So it was a little stressful. Actually it was very, <laughs> yeah. it was very stressful. And they made some people look bad that like, they made ID look bad, but he, you know, he's an amazing DJ, so. Mm-hmm. Who was the judges? Wasn't it Kick Capri? Capri. Kick Capri, <coughs> Mia, Moretti, and then some like record label guy. Yeah, I remember they were like, the one of the judges who was like a chick would they were just like that's what i'm trying to think about yeah mia moretti yeah she's a dj is she though (laughs) 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 is she though is she though she djs really where where uh i think she does a lot of corporate types of Mm. you know she djs with a violin violinist oh that sounds horrible that's not like (laughs) (laughs) shut up crooked fuck was I was I that a guest? That sounds fucking guest, uh, horrific. <laughs> wait, wait. Irie you just, was a guest. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. I think Lil John was a guest. Hell <laughs> uh, yeah! Can we rewind back to you saying that she DJs with a violinist? Yes. That's what she does. Yeah, that's her, that's that's her, her thing. Um. Well, no. Her, 
like her, th- I don't know her really, really well, but she's definitely has her hands in like fashion and, okay. um, you know, like her Instagram, She tra- she's in travel, fashion. So well, she was a known DJ. She was a known DJ, yeah. No, she wasn't. But did she? Get <laughs> no, never heard of her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't she know. Wasn't, she wasn't known. Yeah, but she uh, was known enough for them to. No, she wasn't. Have her no, as a she judge. Wasn't. No, she wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what uh what what she did to do to get that. She I was a nice judge. Kid Capri was really mean, mm-hmm. like super mean. But the plus side of that was when he actually did give you props, which for me was only like one time. Mm-hmm. Then it felt great because you knew that he wasn't ever gonna say. But that. you were kind of like a shit starter <laughs> on that show, no? I don't think I was. You were like talking shit, no? You had like an attitude. I can't really remember a time where I like was talking shit to anyone. Okay, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely <laughs> butted heads with people, but uh, who? It's a competitive nature. It was really competitive, and they, you know, they we were running on super low sleep. <laughs> just everything was. They did that on purpose to kind of get you in this Moody, bad mood. Yeah. Like at one point. I really feel like it was like Hunger Games, like there's people up above like pulling little strings, like we're gonna do this to you, which will make you react that way. So at one time, at one point they took everybody's laptops. So we all know how that'll instantly give you anxiety when they take it, why? why? One, why, what are you gonna do with it? They took everyone's laptops with no explanation. And then when they gave them all back and they said, you guys can all go practice now for tonight. Sorry, Tina, we can't find yours. What? Wow. So what you had to do? I mean, you had to use somebody else's laptop? I mean, I just sat there pissed so off and stressed out while everybody else was like off practicing. I just was sitting there like this is so wrong and like there's nothing I can do and it's and then they gave it back later, but though to me, those are the little things they might be doing on purpose just to just to fuck with reaction. Yeah. What place did you come <laughs> in? I forgot. I got voted off when I was like 6, when there were like 6 people left. So it was okay. I mean, I definitely... JCO won, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get as far as I could just to get the most exposure, but there was a point where I was literally just starting to, like, lose my mind. And I I was ready. By the time I got voted off, I was ready to go. You're like, fuck Mm -hmm. yeah. And then they brought me back to, like, do an extra, like, battle against Fly Guy. Mm -hmm. And then then the, the record label exec guy, who doesn't even know what juggling is, voted me off. Well, fuck that guy. Did he say something about your juggling? Um. So what was that? <laughs> and who was that? What was it? Who was the guy? Oh, I think it, I don't know his last name. Ben something. I'm not sure. It's so crazy who they pick for judges. I know. Yeah. They could have picked so many people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they could have yeah, picked like it. Flash. Yeah. They oh, had. Sick. They but had they guests had come in. Like they had Cut Chemist come in. Um, Wasn't Scratch a, um, a judge? Maybe in season one or two? In season one and two, yeah. Okay. I just remember when they Even did like Irie. Spinderella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spinderella would have been dope. Like Spinderella, Kid Capri, and like... Jazzy Joyce. Yeah, but even put like maybe a house DJ in there yeah. somewhere. Like, I don't know. Like Frankie Knuckles. <laughs> no, I don't know, I don't know about that. the house DJ. <laughs> <laughs> you need an EDM representation there. You they had EC you know. Twins. That was actually the night I got voted off. They brought EC Twins there oh to, to do like the edm <laughs> challenge <laughs> so why was amber rose a fucking judge that's who was i was thinking about there was like somebody that shouldn't have been that was during the, the bet yeah not on mine ben madai can go suck a dick <laughs> i'm just gonna put that out crazy so what they had the ec10 oh, so ec, EC twins, twins came to do the edm challenge and so they teamed us up 
because you know it's like easy so i admit my strategy was wrong but in my opinion when i think of like a edm set with two djs i don't feel like they're really a lot of it is just like hype and crowd hype and like mm -hmm. you know all that because right. that's what we see two edm djs doing so i was like really big on just not being super technical and being much more about the energy and like that whole thing. So then we got voted off. <laughs> oh, <shit>. But <laughs> honestly, I don't know, like a lot, to me like the whole dual EDM two DJ set is just kind of like a joke. Like I didn't take it very seriously cause yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Hey, where do you see twins now? Are they still killing it? I don't know. I think they're still not working. In, not in Vegas. It's funny how a lot of those EDM uh, like duos, yeah. they're like a rap. Just didn't last. Like they had yeah. their run with Tao Group. Who's the guy that the duos that like ate bananas and shit? Dada. 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 Dada like Dada one, it's like one yeah. guy now. Yeah. Damn. Oh, that's the brothers that one of them passed away, right? No, that no. was um, someone else. Oh, um, I thought it was either EC Twins or not EC Dada. Twins. No. It wasn't even one of those guys. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, I know you. Yeah, it wasn't. Damn. Anyway, Master Mix. I need. I mean, that, that was. I, I. I can't front. Like it was hard to watch. Yeah, I we'll see. It. Here's. I don't think you should have done that show. I mean, but she did I it for. A good no, reasons. I know you did it for a good reason. And I got a lot. I got exposure to a lot of new people that are fans. Like it felt great to have like parent, just different people, random people at gigs, and this all the different people that watched it was worth it see i would hate that did you get paid for the show or no mm -mm. but like, like i said that I, I, that I, I kind of a bot to you didn't get paid you don't no. get paid but that kind conflict, of conflict conflict where were you for like <laughs> conflict someone get him on the phone christian conflict should have <laughs> yeah you should have let conflict know. yeah managed that one <laughs> would have started a gofundme for y'all yeah I'm like y'all didn't get paid <laughs> oh so they take these video editors right you would do like a three minute set and then they edit it down to 30 seconds and their video editors are not djs so they don't know how to make it sound right so when what you're watching on the tv of course it's very hard to watch it was even harder for the people who did a three minute set and then it took completely out of context and got chopped into a 30 seconds like yeah, it made us look horrible and then all the hard work that we put into those sets they were just completely botched yeah. <laughs> and then i'm on twitter while it's airing and i'm like live tweeting with people and yeah. they're like this chick fucking sucks and like all i can do is retweet it and be like i oh, know she's the worst <laughs> she's like, the worst <laughs> i just Fuck her. keep retweeting all the shit talking because it was like the only i mean there's just so much but i think it's good because when you get to like that international not when you get to that national, national. exposure that's what it's going to be <coughs> and that means you're reaching the masses so. i just think anytime you do anything uh and you put it in the hands of people who don't know anything about it it's a recipe for disaster yeah, and I just thought that's what the whole show was. It was like, literally, like, oh, let's do something like Flavor of Love, but let's do like a DJ version and let's see how this. But does. you felt that way when they first announced it. Yeah, I thought it was. A I horrible feel like idea. when they first announced, it, I was thinking, damn, this is gonna be kind of dope. Yeah, because it had like Kid Capri, Till Scratch involved. Yeah. It was like, nah, I, I, I didn't even hear about it. It was on BET at the time. Yeah. So. I was torn when it first. I was. I would talk to Scene about it a lot because he was thinking about it. He ended up not doing it, and we would talk about the pros and the cons. And I'm like, I don't know. They could make me look really bad. Mm. I mean, they kind of, you know, Asian. <laughs> it's okay, Tina. But. Uh, you know, I just kind of had to weigh that out and say, I don't know, like this could be huge exposure and yeah, they probably will make me look bad, but there's also the other side. And you know, I've got into a ton of clubs for years that 
that wouldn't have booked me otherwise yeah, and met a lot of people. So. Well, goes to ups. Yeah. I just saw it as like a sense of pride that there was a show for DJs. So I never even looked at it as if it was good or bad, I guess. Really? I was just excited to see DJs I on TV I thought it was like the lowest things. form that could represent DJing to yeah. me. Yeah. I think I was just so happy. I mean, like. big shout to the people that were like, I mean, I'm not shitting on anyone yeah. who made cool. a living off of that. Like JCO, you know, is a good dude. Great DJ. I'm glad he won. He should have won. Yeah. I actually thought he was going to win the entire time. And uh, I'm not trying to like downplay his win at all. Discredit it. I just yeah, discredit or downplay or whatever the fuck. I just think a show like like a show like that was horrific to me. Especially the judges. Come on, man. Like the, just choosing those judges was crazy. Is it Kid Capri is a bad judge? No, Amber the Rose. Other two, <laughs> the, all the other ones besides maybe Mia Mi- Capri, Mia Morata. I one? don't know. Mia Moretti. <laughs> Moretti. You can't even see. It's <laughs> <laughs> called Flash. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking district attorney over yeah. there. Yeah. Sounds like <laughs> Yeah, but ready? Yeah, uh, attorney stand, at all. Hey, yo, you have um, <laughs> you got a birthday coming up, right? Yes. Woo, woo. March thirty first. March thirty first, and hey. you're doing it at Circus Circus. No, I'm not doing it at Circus Circus. <laughs> Actually, that's what I thought it was. Circus Circus. It is a, a circus themed birthday party, okay. and it's going to be at. Of course, um, it's a circus themed birthday party. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be anything else but a circus? I mean, who doesn't love a circus? You're so out the box. (laughs) You're so outgoing. I try, you know. I just try and stay weird. (laughs) I think she does is scary. (laughs) I mean, a little bit. Because some of the things were giving me anxiety. for a year. That would have given me anxiety. Like, motherfucker. I don't care what she says. Becoming the foster mother. I don't care what. That was kind of cool. I I don't care what Tina. Tina, I don't care what you said. You went on sabbatical. That's (laughs) Okay, I went on sabbatical. He went on sabbatical for a year. Um, <laughs> so what is this? You got a bunch of Circus Soleil people here? So, come on, man. <laughs> this new spot is called Las Vegas Circus Center, and they just opened up by my house. So I was driving by, and, I'm, and then I just decided to try out Flying Trapeze. Yeah. Now I'm hooked, and now I go twice a week for like the last few months. Wait, now you're doing trapeze? Yeah. Wow. Flying Trapeze. Flying Trapeze. That's Damn. my new thing. It's is almost like, it's like my outlet. You know, like when DJing was our outlet, right? But once DJing becomes... A career, yeah. Then you have to find an outlet to your outlet. So now <laughs> yeah. it's trapeze. So now it's trapeze, yeah. So I'm excited to share with all my friends. Is on this my real? Are you serious? I swear to God. And it's a fundraiser, so all the tickets are going to be ticket proceeds will be donated to Camp Spinoff. Hey. So come do the flying trapeze, do the Ninja Warrior course, silks, and do it for a good cause. I wash that. Okay. Money. Yeah. So yeah. Yo, Explain I think Camp Spinoff. Huh? Explain Camp Spinoff. We haven't really gone into this. I know, we've been talking about it the whole time with no explanation. <laughs> I know. So uh, Camp Spinoff is a sleepaway summer camp for teenagers ages 13 to 17. Mm-hmm. So I think you were saying like, oh, these little kids, little kids. But no, they're like young adults and mm-hmm. they're super passionate about DJing um, and becoming producers. So at camp, they stay there for a week. They have camp counselors <coughs> who are all professional DJs. How many weeks is it? It's just one week. It's just one week yeah. for the whole year? Yeah. yeah. Summer. Mm-hmm. So this once a week a year. Yeah. And yeah. it's here in Vegas. No, it's in Ojai, California. Ojai, California. Mm-hmm. And so, you, because you've had like Z Trip. Yeah, Z Trip was an instructor the last two years. He's amazing. He he really pushed the open format. Like he he just blew the kids' minds open because they show up and they're like, I'm a dubstep DJ. I'm a hip hop DJ. And he opens camp with just a sick routine, mixing metal and everything. And then in his class. He puts them in groups and challenges them with, your group's going to do a reggae festival. Your group's doing a metal show. You're doing a Christmas party. You're doing a Halloween party. They have to go find the music and put the set together. 
And so whatever they thought they came in with these predisposed notions of their genre, they, they like, you know. So, this is great. so Z-Trip does this for like no pay. Everybody there is a volunteer, including volunteer. me. Yeah. They just get their their bunk bed paid for and a flight <laughs> over there <laughs> their, pretty much. Their food and their, um, yeah, housing and food is paid for. Okay. Um, so we have other like guests who come and speak, like Mixmaster Mike's been there, Spinderella, mm-hmm. oh, so um, Samantha Ronson, Riz, mm-hmm. other people like Dynamics, Incrediboy. Um, <laughs> scene's been there, a bunch of people. Um, and then this year, uh, DJ Scribble is going to be teaching a class. That's dope. And Scratch DJ Academy also teaches the DJ like 101 on turn ba- turntables, and then they rotate through an Ableton music production class and uh, like controllers, Pioneer controllers. So what what is it? It's it Sunday through Saturday, or how's it? Sunday through Friday. Sunday through Friday? Yeah, so we, because you know, DJs, want their Fridays and Saturdays. And right, so right. It's, it's a big ask already, but we want to make sure we don't have people, yeah. you know. So it's like in the woods, like. Mm-hmm. So that was the whole concept is like, I went to camp as a kid mm-hmm. and I love DJing. So I kind of just wanted to put the two together that hadn't really been, been done that way. Mm. And yeah, it's a week of just sober, clean fun yeah. with the kids. And um, yeah, we do s'mores. Why were you laughing when you said sober? <laughs> <laughs> I think earlier Hardcore. we were talking about like drinking and stuff. I you don't guys know. don't drink like no. when the kids go to sleep. We have a zero tolerance policy at camp for anything. So if Vape I got if I got so if I got caught in the bathroom shooting up, you guys would send me home. Shooting yes. up, taking a shot, <laughs> shooting up or shooting a shot, shooting shot. You get a shot in. Don't come on. No zero. Turn I mean, in. we even will cert. We have a, a thing that the parents and the kids. So if like sign. me and Z Trip were doing coke in the bathroom, yo, stop. You'd be eighty six. <laughs> even still, they will shoot you. <laughs> even smoking weed. You can't smoke weed. You can't. Nothing. You can start a forest fire. Come on, never. You know <laughs> Kids that. are stressful. You know, I might need a little hit. But that's know? the fun part. It's like, like fruit rollers. you get a nice clean <laughs> week of fun. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have no like wild animals in a. No, we do. There's horses. We do archery. We go hiking. We have pool parties. No, I'm saying you having like wild animals like bears in the woods and. No. You're no. scared, huh? Hell yeah. <laughs> City boy. <laughs> That's right, man. Bears Sick and boy. we've had like crazy yeah, men with there's axles. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Are you? I so saw a tarantula <laughs> in the bathroom, like right behind this on the wall. There's a huge tarantula one time, shit, and shit, we spent like hours that. screaming while someone came and caught it oh, shit. <laughs> and relocated it. Have any of the kids you work with kind of like flourished in within DJing or like yeah, that you follow? So, or? so at my birthday, two of our campers will be spinning. DJ Jiggy J lives here in Vegas mm-hmm. and Micah Paul is coming from Arizona. They're both campers. I actually oh, met Micah Paul in the uh, at the uh, Beyond the Music retreat. Oh, that's dope. Oh, wow. Uh, and Vice actually has him DJ uh, some events for him. Mm-hmm. I think he had like Vice on Ice or whatever during the winter. Oh, I met that kid too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's he's pretty nasty. And he's probably gonna be it's probably gonna be a name to remember. Michael Michael Paul. Yeah. Michael yeah. Paul, yeah. Mm-hmm. So so these kids that you guys have there, they're pretty much they're some of them are just like really green, or a lot of them are into DJing already, or you get a mix of everything. We get a mix of everything. Um, but I would say majority of them are green. Like they're yeah. Yeah. And we have so about at least half of the camp are there on scholarships. Whoa. So How many kids is it all together? Fifty. Fifty kids. So we cap it at fifty because we want 
exactly the right amount of equipment so that there's not like people waiting for equipment. Right. Like mm-hmm. everyone, every classroom, they each have their own setup. And um, so and half of those kids are on scholarship. Yes. How do so you earn a scholarship? Um, they apply for it. No, they apply online. It's it's kind of essay like. So we ask them questions like, why do you want to be a DJ? Who's inspired you? Are your parents involved? And we just try and get a big scope of and, and then for some people, they can attach if they have are on government assistance or financial need, they can attach things like that. And we take it all into consideration for scholarships. That's dope. Yeah. So when you talk about my <laughs> money laundering or my pyramid scheme, I'm not going to lie, Tina, because we all talk about this camp <laughs> spinoff. Like when 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 it starts going on in the year, you know, when like. The gram starts going crazy about camp spinoff. Like, yo, Tina got to be rich. Yeah. And, you know, we're just like, <laughs> Tina must have a dope car. <laughs> what is she trying? What's she and pushing? Like, I think at one point, I was in a group chat, and I, I forgot what you guys charged. And I was literally adding. I was like, well, nah, if they, if they get like 200 kids, yeah, she's making some paper. And like, you know, like we were breaking it all down. Yeah, the cost of one kid is about 1500 mm-hmm. if a kid pays for it. But if you look at like any other specialized summer camp, they're like in that range. Because yeah. we're assholes. We thought you were literally making money from this one week and living off of it for the whole <laughs> for year. For the whole year, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so honestly. Wait, wait, wait. How much of an asshole are we that we... We that not only yeah. are we talking about this, but we're telling you this to your face. Well, I'm, glad <laughs> I, I'm glad I could come on and straighten this up. Because, but I'm, I'm not with you, joking. Tina. I'm with we you. all think, like, I'm telling you, we all think you're living off of camp yeah. spinoff throughout the year. Taking wow. a whole year for sabbatical and shit. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm living off real estate. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when I first started the camp, I just started it and it was like not a nonprofit or anything. I was like, I just want to do it. And that was easier for me to just do it. But mm-hmm. then um, maybe like six years ago, I turned it into a nonprofit, like a 501c3, because that way I could try and get grants mm-hmm. or other things. But grants are really hard to get. So we just do fundraising and we try and get sponsors. So you still need fundraising to pay for the 20 to 25 kids who are on scholarship pretty much, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the kids that pay kind of offset some of it, but um, we're always trying to do you know, more scholarships. So, Can the kids come back like every year? Or you kind of have like a one shot, that's it? We do a scholarship for two return campers. Oh. But we just do it for two. So I'd like to do more, like increase our numbers, but honestly, for me, it's about quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. I like to leave camp and feel like I got to know everyone. I know their names. Right. I can keep in touch with them. If it gets to like a hundred or more, I, I think the experience will change. Do you get a lot of kids um, applying for camp spinoff? Not as many as I want, which is why I still have to really go out of my way to like, there's a lot of people out there that just still have no idea what it is. Um, and yeah, we don't have the money for like marketing except for like Facebook ads, but PR and stuff like that, we just mm-hmm. can't afford it, so. Stuff I mean, like this where I get to come. Sounds, <laughs> like, sounds like a good cause. I yeah, mean. I know, yeah. <laughs> Actually, now you feel like an asshole. I know, I do feel <laughs> like an asshole. I'm not joking, man. I, I literally thought she was living that. off of <laughs> Really? Yeah, you think I would A couple of people thought that. That was the general Pimping these kids, come on. Some Firefest shit like Firefest, yeah, just feeding them with bologna. Yeah, bologna on bread and shit. Cool late. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, uh, so you also th- spoke about people can make a donation, right? DJs can make a donation. Yeah, so I was trying to think of ways that more DJs could get involved. Um, I feel like it just should really, a lot of DJs I know just don't have something that they're involved in charity-wise. And so I'm like, how can I get more DJs to support? So we created a um, Play It Forward club. 
where you can make a donation of $100. And then there's a spot on the website where we have all the DJ's logos. Mm -hmm. And we can kind of give them shout outs through our socials. But really, it's just my goal is for one day be able to go to that page and see like, 100 DJs logos and really see like wow this is the DJ community supporting okay so we're gonna we're gonna push this at on our socials for you now that we know you're not <laughs> pocketing not this <laughs> <laughs> what's the <laughs> website uh, what is it again it's campspinoff.com campspinoff.com right, you can so make a donation at the, on the website mm -hmm. and that's where you yeah. get your logo you see? yeah so we're gonna oh, push yeah. we're gonna try to make this happen we're gonna we're gonna push for it let's yeah. try to raise at exactly. least I don't know like what Think we could What's a hundred dollars a DJ? Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, let's try to hit like what? Two five G's. We get if we could do five G's, that'd be insane. I want to get five G's. I think we could do five G's. Yeah, and get your logo on the website. Yeah, and you. I mean, let's try to hit five cost. G's. A hundred dollars. Yeah. It's not bad. What if I don't want a year long membership? Well, that's a <laughs> monthly. Can I do half a year membership? <laughs> or is it monthly or yearly? It's just yearly. Oh, yearly. Okay. Yeah. Only a half year, maybe. You want to try and split it with someone? Can you create a 50 50? 50 50? Let me split our logo in half and then put it together. We got it. So, wait, our logos show up at Can't Spin Off? They show up on the website under the Play It Forward Club. Oh, see, you got to get our logos actually on like a banner or flag. Next to like all the cool fucking ones you have. Yeah, have like a Camp Spin Off flag with everyone's logo. Use the Rogue Podcast logo. That's 25 each. We're good. That's true. Yeah, that's even better. $25 each? Yeah. That's a meal. We actually have like, we got like 10 DJs who jumped on who are like the founders of the club. So it literally just started this year in November. So I mean, let's push for it. Let's push for some of these kids to get When does a camp spinoff start? It's June 9th through the 14th. Okay. So we have four months. Well, I'm counting wrong. Four months. Three months. I'm trying to think what I could teach a kid. Uh, in DJing, and I don't the think there is anything. I think that you would be great at teaching the business side. Huh? The business side of DJing. I can prepare them for Marketing. like the nightclubs. I yeah. could be the dude yelling at them. Get from if you guys <laughs> really want to, you can come do a podcast at camp. But you'd have to keep everything clean. Oh, that's in shit. <laughs> oh, no. This is all shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And you can't drink all oh, this guy will be no out drinking, of his day. No huh? cussing. No, no 1942. I'm not an alcoholic, okay? I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> you just <laughs> prove it. Oh, oh. <laughs> But uh, I wouldn't mind doing a little coke in the bathroom. No, <laughs> stop, like stop, stop. <laughs> a couple of little bumps. And you have to pass a background check. I don't, so. I don't you gotta <laughs> pass a background check. I, think I, don't, even do, I don't even do coke, but I would want to do coke at just Camp Spinner. <laughs> Like, I would want to Instagram myself doing coke at Camp Spinner. <laughs> and then I'll Instagram the cops arresting you. Yo, Camp Spinner is this shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to push for this. We're going to try to hit 5Gs. Let's hit 5Gs. Let's try to get a, 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 a GoFundMe. Yeah. Get and then you going. know what? All you DJs with kids seems like a safe environment from what I can tell. <laughs> now, now you can so tell like me. if you have kids and you don't want to fucking see them for a week i and you're around what 13 and 17 13 to 17 boys you, and girls okay yeah so then uh yeah this will be a good thing for your your kids and shit so put them to that motherfucker <laughs> it's like the worst <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to see your kids for a I week and shit you know it's a 1500 for a week it's, yes, and for families that want to apply for a scholarship, anyone can apply for a scholarship. 
if my, if I want my kid to have a better meal than the other kid, can I pay two k? <laughs> no, but you can send him a care package. S- special <laughs> oh, their care uh, package. Like, yeah. no. do you give like those little like what chocolate like milks, like the ones from school with the little? We do with cereal, yeah. <laughs> what if I want my kid to have his own cabin? Damn, that's that's privilege, man. Mm. I don't want to make. What would with be those the kids. reason? Huh? What would be the reason? Just to if it was make legit- everyone feel like shit. Then like no. Other kids? no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we get kids with, you know, we get kids who ha- might be, have sleepwalking or different, oh, yeah. all kinds of different things. And we try to accommodate every type of sleepwalking disability yeah. or, you know, autism, anything we try and accommodate it. And for the people that don't know where Ojai, California is at, it's right off, outside of Ventura, just because I didn't know. Oh, thanks for that information. Yeah, just, I was just wondering. I was wondering all day. So you have your counselors was. ready for this year or are you still looking for counselors? We have counselors for this year, um, but there's a spot on the website where you can fill out a volunteer application because mm-hmm. I'm always trying to staff ahead of time for like next year. <laughs> I have nothing to teach these kids. Yes, so you I'm not gonna <laughs> I have nothing to teach these kids. Well, no. honestly, I think kids would be even interested about learning how do they start their own podcast because those are things that they could easily do and they don't know how to do it and someone like you could show them how. I don't want to. We're still trying to figure it out. I mean, we haven't even mm-hmm. figured this out. We, we just launched a YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we launched a YouTube and it was 12 hours late. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. YouTube.com. I mean, they so were I'm not blaming you, Pete. I was like, yo, fuck you. <laughs> but yo, by the way, Go speaking of our YouTube, I have to plug this. We're putting a lot of work into this YouTube channel. Shout out to Pete. Shout out to Pete. He's helping us uh, put the video together and edit it. So every Friday, you're going to see the new episode from our audio on Wednesday. Yes. I'm fucking this up already, right? No, you, you're doing a so good job. So every ahead. Wednesday, we drop our audio on on like Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, mm-hmm. and uh, Spotify. Spotify. Uh-huh. That same episode will show up in video form on Friday yes. on the YouTube <laughs> channel. Yes? You're doing yes. great, honey. Okay, Just keep going. Cool. Um, anyway, every Friday... Every Wednesday, new episodes, and I think we're gonna, Wednesday video Friday. Yeah, so then I think we're gonna do a throwback episode on, on once Mondays. or twice a month on Mondays. On Mondays, so on Mondays, I think we have Scratch Bastard lined up for this Monday. Yeah, P dot, yeah. you're on it, yeah. right? Yeah, yes. hello, yes. Hello? yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so make sure you subscribe, you like and comment all the shit on YouTube, and you also click on the little bell. Just so you get notified as soon as one of our videos gets uploaded, because sometimes YouTube will watch the shit and not show you the cool content we're putting up there. So I don't know what he's talking about, but yeah, yes, do what I just said. Don't so, so this Friday you're gonna see the Tinity uh, episode so, episode on on YouTube, and then on Monday you're gonna see Scratch Bastard. Yeah. So we're gonna try to do a throwback one um, twice every a month, once a month. Okay, let's try. If once. we could do twice a month, then that'd, that'd be, be great. great. Why can't we do every week? It's okay. a lot of work, motherfucker. <laughs> you don't know. I'm asking. I'm just no, asking. Peter stayed up to six in the morning the other day working on this fucking video. <laughs> okay. It was I mean, a lot of shit. The, the problem is is that Darren and Neva have nothing to do with any of the video or audio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 you're right. Yeah. That's right. So they're, I'm curious to find out why. Why can't y'all do this shit What's twice a week? Yeah. yeah. Of, course, the, of course you're going to ask that shit. Of course you're going to ask that shit. It's been stressful. No, it's been a lot of work just because the episodes are like three hours long. Well, that episode, the last one, shout out to everybody that, that listened to it and yeah, there was, was a lot, lot of feedback. Of yeah. Well, that was a lot of uh, work. That wasn't easy to... Hey, yo, shout out to Shecky too for coming through on... Shecky, Rock the Con, A-Track. Tina, 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 back to you. I know we're all over the place. <laughs> That's cool. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on or... You want to promote? Um, your Instagram maybe or... Oh, yeah. Spin off Instagram? You can find me um, online as DJ Tina T on instagram twitter 
websites djtnt.com camp spin off the same thing camp spin off instagram mm-hmm. website all it's that. legit it's legit, legit. Guys. we yeah. finally confirmed guys after all the speculations and group the chats. truth is out it's legit at from what we know what are you driving anyway nowadays I have a Tesla. I actually uh, I have a oh, have 1968 a Volkswagen Baja Bug. Yeah, awesome. oh, that's so, yeah. so dope. Being so, I take it to car shows. Being back in Vegas, that's another one of the things I kind of had to. It, it's been in the garage forever while mm-hmm. I was traveling the whole time. So now that I'm back, I'm taking it to shows and hanging out with different car clubs and doing. Yeah, I remember a lot you posted something about it a few months ago that yeah. you were like, I got it some stuff or some work done on it. Yeah, yeah, a it's lot. pretty I've, sick. I've had it since I was 16, so oh, I was worked on it all through auto shop in high school. I'm considering putting actually a DJ setup Wait, that comes out of the You were working on it in auto shop? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? So in high school. In high class. school, they have an auto, auto. shop class. So yeah. you, you, like, you pimped your own ride? Mm-hmm. Jesus. They don't have that in New York. Yeah, like I was going to say New York yeah. people don't know about yeah, they have what shop class. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought it was auto dope. Shop. My first car was a 1970 Beetle. So That's nice. dope. Yeah. It's pretty dope. Hers is sick, though. Uh, real quick, out. before we, we cut off, Tina T, do you also dabble into uh, production at the Camp Spinoff? Yes. Or, okay. Uh-huh. She they said they have a class on Ableton. Ableton class. Class. Yeah. Oh, okay. DJ Serafin um, teaches the Ableton class. Okay. Mm. Hey, Tina, it was, really ple- it, was a bad bad. it was a real pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. And Thank you. You know what? I mean, with you know, you're like literally a jack of all trades. You're definitely a renaissance woman. You've got a heart of gold. And uh, I know we've been fucking with you, you know, this whole episode. Thank you for But I think what you're doing is really amazing. And mm-hmm. I think it's very, uh, you know, it's taking, I feel like uh, in every step of your career and everywhere you go, you're trying to become more selfless, maybe, mm-hmm. especially in such a selfish industry that we are in. And I commend you. We all commend you. And uh, if we can do anything to support anything that you're doing, just let us know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, big shout to Camp Spinoff and the whole Foster uh, parent and child thing that you're doing is incredible and i think uh we cannot wait for tina t's union to start up yeah <laughs> let's get it yeah. you, gotta get, start you gotta get revolution on your show so yeah. he, he did all the legwork in la and um, almost got there but i mean let's let's try yeah. to make it happen uh, yeah and it's inspiring it's really inspiring it so thank you thank you, thank you for being thanks guys tina t see you guys bye peace, peace. you're tj city